What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The end of the drive.com. You're listening to KTLK, The Fringe FM. For three hours every Saturday night, it's a show that engages the mind, makes you think, and maybe even challenge what you think you know. Hi, I'm Jeremy Scott of Into the Parabnormal, where we talk about topics that are anything but mainstream, somewhere between abnormal and paranormal. Bring an open mind and join us for Into the Parabnormal, live Saturdays at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern on The Fringe FM. Hi guys, Matt Ray with America's First News, and if you're like me, you're probably still looking for that special Christmas gift for your wife or girlfriend. Treat her to the very best this year, the world's softest pajamas from Pajamagram, because they are the world's softest pajamas. They're lighter than a cloud, softer than a bunny. They're like cashmere, only better, and you'll love the way they look. She'll love the way they feel, the softness, the warmth, the comfort, And if you're like me, you can't stand wrapping presents. It's tough to do. Well, get this. Pajamagram includes free gift packaging. All you have to do is make the order. And delivery is guaranteed by Christmas. Plus, they're backed by a 100% lifetime guarantee. You risk nothing but the look on her face, guys, when she opens the Pajamagram. So go to Pajamagram.com right now. That's Pajamagram.com. Tell them Matt Ray sent you. That's Pajamagram.com. Tell them Matt Ray sent you. So you love talk radio. Then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on 24-7 with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. Hi, Jeremy Scott here from Into the Paranormal, and I'm back live Saturdays at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Fringe FM. Who were the real ancient Egyptians? What is it about ancient Egypt that captivates us all? The critically acclaimed series Magical Egypt is back with all new episodes. Let Chance Gardner and company take you on another adventure through Magical Egypt in the new series Magical Egypt 2. Magical Egypt 2 attempts a forensic reconstruction of the science of the ancients through a study of ancient aesthetics. Also, the best researchers and authors in the field like John Anthony West, Graham Hancock, Laird Scranton, Robert Duvall, Lon Duquette, Aaron Cheek, and more join together to explore the topics of the esoteric, 
and the hidden messages of the ancient Egyptians. Just go to MagicalEgypt.com right now and put in the code word FRINGE and get 10% off any download or order, including the groundbreaking original Magical Egypt series, as well as the new episodes in Magical Egypt 2. Also, check out the great work and the companion series at MagicalEgypt.com. Click the banner on the Fringe FM or go to MagicalEgypt.com and use the code word FRINGE and get 10% off your order today while it lasts. We told you weeknights on the Fringe FM are now even better. And we mean it. Do it live! Where else can you hear the best shows and the best talent? Kick off your evening with our newest host, Alex Exum, live at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 Eastern. Hang out with me, Joe Roop, on Lighting the Void at 9 Pacific, Midnight Eastern. Ryan Gable expands your mind on the secret teachings at Midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. Eastern. We're bringing the heat every single night. Fire it up. The Fringe FM. This is Paranormal News. I'm John Jeter. Here we go again, folks. Yet another encounter with an unidentified aircraft. Fighter jets from a Royal Air Force base scrambled to intercept an unidentified aircraft that was hovering over the East Hull airspace of England. A witness says it was completely still and silent. It had a short body with huge wings and was without a nose or tail. The Ministry of Defense says no action was taken. Either they couldn't find the aircraft, which is a mystery in and of itself. Maybe it camouflaged itself. It could also be one of those ghost planes. The witness on Facebook wrote, By the time we could pull over to video it, it was flying away at some massive speed. A different anomaly in the sky was picked up on radar in the tri-state area of Illinois, Indiana, and Kentucky, and meteorologists are scratching their heads over it. The skies were clear. There was not a storm in sight. Yet several weather stations reported a severe-looking storm on radar on the evening of December 12th. The National Weather Service ruled out a thunderstorm. Reports now seem to indicate that a cloud of chaff is to blame. It's a countermeasure by military aircraft to fool radar by releasing small metal fibers or strands. But could a chaff be tracked for as long as 10 hours, as high as 10,000 feet, and also at ground level? Is the military stepping up its game? And if so, what's that all about, man? Read the news at ParanormalRadio.com. I'm John Jeter, and this is Paranormal News. Still far outstripped 
our collective comprehension. Five, four, three, two, one. Broadcasting from Forest Tower Studios, all the way from the Deep South. Now, here is your host, Joe Root. Good evening. I'm Joe Roop, and this is Lighting the Void. We are live on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM, and our website is lightingthevoid.com. Thank you so much for joining us, and don't forget, you can always call into the show at 1-800-588-0335. You can text into the show at 501-777-5631, or you can contact us via email at contact at lightingthevoid.com. This evening on the broadcast, I think it's important that we stay on the topic at this point of our states of consciousness and what it means to us when we become more conscious and aware of what things may happen when we become more conscious. Because you hear a lot of people talking about consciousness, right? You need to become more conscious and aware. And what does that really mean? I've read a lot of things and heard much about what happens when we truly wake up. And I'm not talking about just this woke movement talking about something else Uh, for example many scholars of metaphysics believe that as we as you and I speak right now that we're not awake at all that we're truly asleep at this moment that this life that we live is nothing but a super very real vivid dream with just a nervous system attached to it to enhance the reality now think about that for a second what does that imply How can we explore this topic? Are there really people that can travel into other realms as many people that say that they can? See things that we can't, hear things that we can't. Are there really, truly clairvoyant and clairaudient people that are aware of an entirely different reality than our current programming? Now, a story I continue to tell uh, about my first ethereal out-of-body experience, it was incredibly real. And if you can... Just do me a favor so I can try to explain this a little bit better than I usually do. If you look around wherever you happen to be right now at this moment, whatever, I don't, if you're half asleep, that doesn't matter. But if you're, whatever you're doing, driving in your car, sitting in your bed, wherever you are, look around right now. Imagine that what I saw is more real than what you're seeing right now at this moment. And assuming that you have clear vision, It was even clearer or more clear. Also assuming that you can see the entire visible light spectrum right now, the colors were more vibrant. Now, I I don't remember as much as far as smell and hearing goes, but a part of the whole reason why we do this show is this experience I've had, and I've had a few of them, but this one was real particular. A vibration that I really couldn't explain uh, was happening, a a slight buzz or, or a lightness perhaps. And as I looked around into the room, I realized that I was in my living room and I was damn sure that I was awake until I looked down at my body and saw myself sleeping. And at once I knew that life had changed for me, at least for a little, a little bit tonight, a caller we're going to talk to, we're going to call Nikki has contacted me through the text line. And I, it was really a pleasure talking to her because she wants to discuss her experiences with dream yoga, reincarnation shakti energy her purpose what our purpose is and uh i think it's going to be a very interesting topic indeed and i want to really thank you nikki for coming on the show as well as 
Reverend Dan Lopez is here with me to keep me straight. And Nikki, thank you for contacting me. And I, I just want to jump right into this and ask you, um, what happened to you? Well, um, ever since I was young, I had vivid dreams and I felt um, just like I had come from another planet, so to speak. Um, I had my awakening slowly, as I'm sure any one of us starseeds might. Um, But through uh, different gifted psychics, through different um, spiritual people, um, it was a slow reveal. Um, I think it first started when I had a near-death experience and I had seen a light and I had heard a voice that said, you have work here to do. Um, you're not ready to come yet. And I was sent back. Um, it was then I woke up out of a coma for three days and I realized that I had um, come from a blue light realm. And at that point, that was all I had known. Um, But slowly, surely, I realized that that blue light realm was an angelic realm and that that specific angelic realm was known as the Blue Crystalline Palace, in which exists in another dimension. Fully wow. um, but surely, I had realized through quantum physics and quantum mechanics that there are many dimensions and many universes, and that Basically, everything that we could possibly imagine exists. So it opened my mind to more possibilities and more probabilities um, through the realm of science and fringe science. Um, I found it extremely fascinating that as a um, Pisces, we tend to be more attuned to our dream stage. And through um, experiencing a two and a half month residency at a local Bon Buddhist retreat, that being the same lineage that the Dalai Lama practices. Well, can, can we go um, back for just a second here? And you said you were in a coma, right? What, if you don't mind, what, how yeah. old were you when the, what happened? Um, I was in my 30s, and um, I had gone into a coma for three days. Um, I simply saw this life as suffering, and I didn't want to be here anymore. Um, I didn't understand why I was here, and I wanted to check out. And I went into very, very deep sleep. And in that moment, um, 
I had seen the light that a lot of people in near-death experiences see. And this voice, um, whether it was a knowing or whether it was a guide, um, told me that I wasn't done with this life. I had work here to do, and I was sent back. That's incredible. And you said you saw a blue realm, like a blue light realm when you were there? Yeah. um, I had uh, been told that I was from a blue light realm, and it came back to a memory, almost like an awakening, like a very slow, easy awakening. Um, And that remained true to my being, no matter what I experienced, I always came back to that one origin, that one truth. So it was almost like a revealing. Um, Slowly but surely, I found out about the Blue Crystalline Palace. And those memories came back in images that I remember before I came here. Um, I remember a meeting, and I remember in the meeting um, choosing my family. And they said, we have a great family, but they're in crisis. Who will go to help? And I was the first person, or first spirit, rather, to um, volunteer. Wow. Okay. Um, So in your thirties, you were in a coma. You pretty much sounded to me like you wanted to leave this place. Uh, you went to this blue light realm that you call the crystal blue crystal palace. I probably said that wrong, but, uh, and you met your family and now you came back here. Did you, did you, uh, keep any of these uh, gifts that came back with you when you came back? Yeah, um, I think innately in the knowing that this also within the DNA of my blood. So I'm a RH negative, and um, it's a very rare type of bloodline, but it's almost like an awakening in that connection. Um, As far as I can remember in... um, the Bon Buddhist tradition, they ask you to go into meditation and make that connection. And I had realized that through the Akashic record of our DNA, um, those DNA pieces don't quite connect, but in a meditative state, they do. And so that connection reaches back to our Akashic record and our remembrance and knowing. And that revealed more of the story from my um, past life experience and where I was from. Have you, have you ever went on a radio show to talk about this at all, ever? No, this is my first time. So tell me, uh, and like I said, we're just going to call you Nikki. Uh, to keep your 
I just want everybody to know that I asked Nikki if you if we could, you know, put links up in Facebook pages. There was nothing like that, and she, and you have your reasons why you want to stay away from that, and I can understand it. Believe me. <laughs> so, um, but what is it that you you contacted me? You want to tell us something? There's a message, obviously, that you want to tell us. What is that message yeah. that we need to know that you learned? It is so vital for mankind's survival, for Earth's survival, that we raise our consciousness. And it is something that we have to do in order for our children and our children's children to live. Um, It's something that is so vital for all of us as world citizens to realize that the world is small and that we must come to love our neighbor as ourselves. Um, but it's difficult for people to love their neighbor as themselves because it's difficult for people to even love themselves. And if they can't love themselves first, they can't love their neighbor as themselves. They have to really stop thinking of borders, of countries, of races, of everything that divides us. And they need to raise their consciousness to a unity consciousness in order for us to survive. We are destroying ourselves in this world. And in order for this world to be saved, we must come together in love. So they told you pretty much that everything's going to go to hell in a handbasket if we don't start waking up. (laughs) Right. That's what I'm getting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's important on every single level. Um, The way that we live, you know, our waste, the way that we pollute the earth, um, the way that we fight against each other, the way that we think we are superior to each other. Um, This is all ego mind. This is monkey mind. This does not um, really resonate with what true love is. And true love is is service to mankind and humility um, is understanding that we are all equal and that we are all worthy. And anything that divides that um, destroys us. Now, were you a spiritual or, or perhaps Buddhist or anything of that nature before you had the coma? Um, I was always a spiritual person, even when it came down to questioning my own beliefs that I was raised in. I could not abandon my spirituality. Um, that was innate inside me. Um, but I realized that Spirituality is different than religion. It is non-existent of dogma, but it is aware of our spiritual connection. And in that awareness, there is that. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Consciousness. That we are all one. And I think that's an important message for anyone to realize um, whether or not they are affiliated with a religion is, is to realize that there is the unity consciousness that affects us all. So earlier I was speaking about the uh, dream. Well, I wanted to talk about dream yoga. So, you know, how we discuss consciousness a lot, that we need to become more aware right? Uh, That's something that we all, but dream, how do we do that? Like, how do we apply it? And so we talk about, you know, astral travel and, and things like that. But tonight I wanted to discuss dream yoga, which kind of goes into astral travel and reincarnation and some of the stuff that you might've learned about that is uh, because a lot of people are wanting astral travel. Now, Nikki, they're experimenting with it and it's, I think it's a good thing, but also think Mm -hmm. maybe we should be careful and I don't know much about it. What did you learn about these things? Well, through my own experience, I learned that astral travel and astral projection are different. And astral travel, when you are traveling, you go to other realms, other worlds. And just like you would go to another country, um, you would not go without diplomacy, without a sense of respect. Um, that is the difference between that and lucid dreaming. In lucid dreaming, you are awake and aware of your own reality. You dictate your own world. Um, there are things that you can do within that dream realm that you are capable and perfectly valid of doing within that world. And when you astral travel, it is not your own world. So it's important to go with respect. Okay. So astral projection is like when we project here or we have an out-of-body experience in our locale or where we are. And then astral travel, we're actually traveling around in other people's territory, so to speak, or other things' territory, maybe. Right. Um. For instance, I had a dream that I was in this ruin of this beautiful room. Um, it was out in the middle of the desert. I could tell it had um, ornate mosaics and um, that it was very beautiful. And I thought I was lucid dreaming. I did not know. Um, I was aware I was there. And I thought, wow, this is a beautiful place. I'm going to make it into my bedroom. And 
at that moment, there was a very strong green spirit that appeared. And I could not set my eyes on it. So I turned my face and I asked it its name. And it told me Belteshazzar. Um, the what, the Shazar? Belteshazzar, yeah. Belteshazzar, what is, so, that, what is that? Well, I looked it up and it apparently was a spirit king of Babylon. And so I, you know, realized that this was his realm and his world and his throne room and that I was there and um, it wasn't my place to decide what I was going to do with the room. Um, that I realized that I was in another realm and it was my responsibility to go with respect. So, you know, I apologized and I realized at that moment that I could astral travel and astral project. Um, for instance, I had a, another experience while I was at the retreat um, that I had um, astral traveled into the mandalas the, that they have posted up in the, um, the Gampa. And it was actually a city. Um, there are several rooms located in it, and it, the top version of this mandala is the blueprint of the city. Um, so within that city, there were many walls and many rooms, and each room had a different purpose. They were prayer rooms and meditation rooms and rooms for uh, dances and performances. Um, in that dream, all the Buddhas were there, and in the center of the um, city, there was a huge um, Bodhi tree, and yeah. they had um, given tea ceremonies and other offerings to the tree. Um, it was very blessed, and they would eat underneath the tree and enjoy each other's company. And I woke up just so enamored by this dream that I had spoken to the master um, whose title is known as Rinpoche, which means precious one. And I said, that picture, that mandala there, that's a blueprint, isn't it? And he's like, yes, it is. And I said, that's a city, isn't it? And he's like, yes, it is. So let me just be real clear about this. The, the mandalas that we see when, you know, the mandalas we see in these books, and is that what you're speaking of? Uh, those because yeah. I never really knew what the I thought they were really cool looking right but I never knew that they were yeah. kind of like maps so to speak into dimensions is that what you're saying yeah it is a um, an aerial version of a city that exists in another dimension and this Belteshazzar did you get to meet that Belteshazzar did you just know you were in that domain yeah um in the dream, I met him, and I had received his name. And then once I woke, I had done my research, 
for the name because it was so unusual um, that I had found out in my research that that was a um, king and I had met um, his spirit in that dream. You know, do you remember what he looked like? He was a bright, shining green light. Um, that was all that I had seen in the dream, um, which is, you know, very concurrent with a lot of uh, spirit orbs that we see um, and that have been recorded in our dimensions. Um, they exist as points of light. Um, in spirit, they exist as light because they are a lighter density than us humans, which exist in the flesh. Wow. Listen, um, we got to take a, a break here. Would you mind sticking with us just for maybe another 30 minutes so we can get the rest of the story? Because tonight I want to talk about the, how do we do these things, Nikki? How do we the practices that we can do to become more conscious. Um, and that's yeah. why I've labeled the broadcast tonight, you know, dream yoga. I've read some books on dream yoga. I've studied up on it and reincarnation. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to discuss that with, you, if you don't mind for a few more minutes. My pleasure. All right, guys, we're going to take our first break. We're here with Nikki. Who's a, a guest that has called into the show to deliver a message for us. Fascinating stuff. And Dan, Lopez. The Reverend Dan Lopez is here with us too. And I am Joe Root. This is Lighting the Void. Stick with us. We'll be right back. the void radio the truth is out there there's something out here and so are we ktok digital broadcasting the french fm do you ever wonder why there's so much show in politics do you ever wonder why america's not getting fixed ever wonder why our media is not reporting the news they report only their biased opinion. Are you tired of feeling like a controlled rat? Do you wonder what's next? If you're looking for answers, join me, Ronnie McMullen, for my new show, Deep Waters Radio. That's Deep Waters Radio. Monday nights, 9 p.m. Pacific, right here on The Fringe FM. Hi, this is Aaron Hunter, host of Real Paranormal Activity, the podcast where we tell real paranormal experiences of people from around the world. And we also conduct interviews with authors, investigators, psychics, and mediums. Real people, real stories, real fear. Thursdays at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern on The Fringe FM. See you then. Hi guys, Matt Ray with America's First News, and if you're like me, you're probably still looking for that special Christmas gift for your wife or girlfriend. Treat her to the very best this year, the world's softest pajamas from Pajamagram. Because they are the world's softest pajamas, they're lighter than a cloud, softer than a bunny. They're like cashmere, only better, and you'll love the way they look. She'll love the way they feel, the softness, the warmth, the comfort, 
And if you're like me, you can't stand wrapping presents. It's tough to do. Well, get this. Pajamagram includes free gift packaging. All you have to do is make the order. And delivery is guaranteed by Christmas. Plus, they're backed by a 100% lifetime guarantee. You risk nothing but the look on her face, guys, when she opens the Pajamagram. So go to Pajamagram.com right now. That's Pajamagram.com. Tell them Matt Ray sent you. That's Pajamagram.com. Tell them Matt Ray sent you. When I'm done running with the wolves after hunting down a half-ton bison, I look forward to a mind-teetering escapade evening on The Fringe FM. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. Folks, this is very important information. What's to be said about CBD? AncientLifeOil.com Our CBD is made from hemp and has .003 THC, which means this wonderful product won't get you high. No matter what amount you take, what does CBD do for the body? My hands are tied. But you can Google CBD benefits and be astounded. When you're finished reading, you'll want to log on to AncientLifeOil.com That's AncientLifeOil.com and purchase. Life is good when you feel good. People are tired of pain. People are asking for non-GMO organic products to help them with, (laughs) you fill in the blank. Legal in 49 states, and again, our CBD is made from hemp. Ancient Life Oil is about helping people one by one by one. If you wonder how good the product is, the CEO takes it every day without miss. AncientLifeOil.com. That's AncientLifeOil.com. Have a great day. Howdy, this is Catalina, and you're listening to Lighting the Void with Joe Roop. All right, thanks for staying with us. Welcome back to Lighting the Void. I'm your host, Joe Roop. I'm here with the Reverend Dan Lopez. Uh, don't forget that you can always help the show out by donating. There's a donate button on the website. You can grab a t-shirt. You can use the Amazon portal or also get something off our Amazon wish list, which I can tell you that half the studio has been built off the Amazon wish list. And I want to give a special shout out to Barbara and Jan and Edward and those of you who have supported the show this month. I really appreciate you guys so much from the bottom of my heart. God bless you. Thank you. Cause I know it's a tough time of the year. Uh, but we're here with Nikki, who has called in, and she called in today, actually, and told me that she wanted to discuss something with us. And uh, we're keeping her identity a secret for her at her request. And Nikki, earlier you were discussing that you'd had a coma, that you went to this uh, blue light palace where you were told to come back uh, to do, you know to help out the planet and your soul family to deliver a message. But you also explain the difference between astral projection and astral travel and you went to this place that was in the domain of uh, i guess the name is belteshazzar who you perceived as a green light and that these mandalas that we see in these books are actually maps or overhead maps to interdimensional realms so i think we're caught up right is that everything so far yes 
That's, That's great. It. All right. So now what about the state between life and death? From my understanding, it was what we're here to do is to wake up so we don't have to keep going through this process of falling asleep and then coming back and not knowing who we are. Uh, in a lot of Western texts, it's called, uh, and I know you, you're a Buddhist, right? But in a lot of Western texts, it's, they talk about solar ascension. Is it kind of the same thing from what, from what you were taught? Well, I think it's important that we all wake up or that we raise our consciousness. Um, there are practical ways of doing that. Um, and one way is to decalcify your pineal gland or spirit center of the brain, which for most people is um, calcified by fluoride, um, fluorinated toothpaste, fluorinated water. Um, if you study um, the history of the Nazi regime, you'll discover that they had fluorinated the water to the concentration camps so that people would become more pacified and more zombie-like. Um, it's also a rise in consciousness uh, due to the fact that we are constantly bombarded by electrical frequency transmissions and uh, radio transmissions, different you know frequencies that um, just bring about a a static in in the brain and in our body. Um, if you observe, a lot of people are attached to their phones. They don't engage in personal conversation. There is no eye contact anymore. Um, people are simply just walking aimlessly, looking at their phones. And we talk about um, the zombie nation, you know, and that is a form of being asleep. Um, people are just not paying attention. Um, there are even warnings for people not to use their phone when they're driving because they're distracted drivers, and that can cause a lot of accidents. Um, and, you know, just different things um, like pharmaceuticals that, you know, pump people with a lot of chemicals. It causes side effects. Sometimes the side effects are worse than, you know, actually taking care of the symptoms. So, I mean, all these can boggle our mind with obsessive thoughts that don't allow us to look at the bigger and brighter picture of why we're here and what our contribution to mankind is. Did these uh, messengers, uh, did they tell you what would happen specifically to the planet if we don't wake up? Did they give you any idea? Uh, I'm just curious about that. Yeah, well, um, you know, Gaia has been prophesied to um, exist forever, and there is a prophecy in the Bible about the 144,000 anointed heirs of Christ coming here to help raise the consciousness of mankind to help save that planet. 
And so it's destined that we survive. However, there is a warning that if we continue the way that we are continuing, that we will not survive. And understanding that that is a real and imminent threat is very important, not for just mankind, but for the entire galaxy. Because at this point of mankind, we are traveling into space. We are trying to colonize, you know, Mars and find out if we can live there. And if we are to become intergalactic, we have to understand first how to survive on this planet. Um, Otherwise, we will spread like a cancer and affect other planets and other life forms. And that is not good for our overall health. We have to first master what it means to live here and to respect the planet and to respect each other if we are going to extend ourselves out into space and affect other planets in their life. Do you see that as... As even, I mean, with the state of the planet that it's in right now, with the way we are, our attention spans are so drawn to to not focus on anything more than thirty seconds. Do you think that that that's possible? Do you believe that's possible yeah. at this moment? Yeah, I believe it is possible um, because it is something that I am practicing here now. Um, that by not you know, being glued to the television and seeing flashing images um, by not um, being attached to my phone all the time or to turn off my phone when I sleep or by just grounding in nature and coming back to what our ancestors once knew. It is possible through our example that this can be done. And so um, it brings about a hope that the more conscious we become, um, the better we can live and the better we can affect other lives. Um, For instance, one-use plastics, um, we have to think of where that goes. The great garbage heap in the ocean, um, what are we doing with that? How are we living our life and what can we do to make ourselves more healthy, to live more organically. Um, These are all small personal changes that we make within our own self, within our own world. And by doing that, we change the world when we change ourselves. If we become fully conscious beings, what does that mean? Does that mean that, that we'll be able, that all of us will be able to travel these worlds instead of just being stuck here all the time? Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I mean, uh, there's got to be yeah. some type of reward for saving the planet, you know? Because that's, and I'm right. saying that with all due respect, because that's what people want. They want, if they're going to put out effort to save this planet and humanity, they want something back. And I know that love is supposed to be unselfish, but it's kind of not. You know, a lot of people have given up on this planet in their minds already. Just totally. Yeah. I find it innately ironic that people pray for peace, but do they practice peace in their everyday life? And how do they conduct themselves? How do they treat another person? Um, How do they treat their own family? How do they treat themselves? It all starts with loving oneself because you can't love your neighbor as yourself if you can't learn to love yourself and so just understanding that we are a universe within ourselves and understanding that we can affect the universe outside ourselves if we can learn to control ourselves from within so the Gnostics that I was talking about earlier, and I will talk about later in the program, some of the methods that they discussed to to awaken ourselves to be able to travel these realms. The Gnostics believe, well, there's several different Gnostics, but one of the bigger forms of Gnosticism believes that right now that we're in a very deep state of sleep. Is that true? Yeah, um, the majority of mankind is, and um, it's, important that we all awaken, that we all become more conscious of what we are doing to ourselves, what we're doing to each other. Um, Understanding that we can open our lives and our hearts, we can open our chakras, we can um, learn to come back to nature, um, and we can affect our lives for the better. Um, We do this one life at a time. And doing that affects the planet. Um, It's absolutely vital for our survival as a whole in mankind. What And earlier when I spoke to you on the phone, you discussed something about, I believe, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but that you were, was it a Shakti or something about feminine energy? Can you talk a little further on that? Yeah. When I had met with Rinpoche after the retreat, um, he had told me, he said, do you know how blessed you are? And I was like, not really. It seems like everything in my life is being destroyed. And he said, do you know all the monks are talking about you? And I said, well, what are they saying about me? And he said that I was a Shakti. And in that term, that is the divine feminine energy. Um, They had seen something in me, the familiarity of a lot of um, mantras, 
um, the questions that I had, the innate knowing that um, I had come here for a purpose. And they realized that because they had raised their consciousness. And I bet that was kind of hard to take. Because, I see, I have a Buddhist temple here in Nikki, and I've always thought about going there and just, you know, talking to him and learning from him because I consider myself as just an ordinary dude, a nobody. So I can imagine that would be pretty intense to just to have all the monks there saying, you know, talking about you, discussing about you. Yeah, it was um, pretty wild. I, I mean, I had been told by a very gifted psychic that I had to raise my consciousness into the fifth dimension and that I would need to experience this. And once I did, um, I would no longer um, experience my depression and anxiety. And the reason why I was experiencing it in the first place is because I wanted to understand it on a personal level so that I could have more compassion for people who were experiencing it. And all that came to fruition. Um, I just had a great need in my heart to stay there. And I had explained to one of the um, executives that were there at the time that I needed to do a residency program. They didn't even have a residency program set up per se there. Um, but I said, I, I need to raise my consciousness. I need to be here. And this is something is part of my, um, my soul's mission. And they had opened it up. They had created something where people could exchange work for residents. And, um, I had stayed there for two and a half months. Um, through that time, I had learned how to open my chakras. Um, I worked with a guru from India, um, and I also had learned from uh, one of the monks there how to do that in a Tibetan way. Um, and I enjoyed um, a lot of meditations with him, one of which... I had seen um, golden light beings entering my third eye in one form of another, and there was a bunch of purple light around it. Um, just very uh, supernatural, but very intense things that had happened to me during that time. Mm-hmm. And There's a couple of people in the chat that keep asking that they want to know if you felt like you had a choice when you were in the coma. That it, did you have a choice about coming back while you were in the coma? Or did were you forced to come back? Um, well, I think that in that time period that I had a mission here. And it had been a soul mission that I had accepted before I reincarnated here. Um, but that feeling 
innately that I had when I was in a coma and I got sent back was that I have to be here. And that wasn't my time to cross over into um, that realm. So, you know, I would say that it was a mixture of both. And not knowing, I felt like I had to be here and that I was forced to come back, but also that I wanted to come back because something that existed and so I you were, agreed to before I came here. So you were kind of, um, so it's one and the same thing. You had You had to come back. You didn't have a choice, but you also knew that that was your choice, pretty much is what you're saying. Exactly. And, you know, as I'm explaining it, I'm trying to explain it linearly, but linear time does not exist in those realms. It's one and the same. So that's why it's both. <laughs> wow. Well, I'm I'm curious uh, because I've heard this message before, but I have a feeling that and I don't know why, like because your guard and your identity that it's a little bit more legit coming from you because I think you understand the effects of, I don't know if you pay attention to this community at all, but you may or you may not. But what happens when a guest comes on a show and people start talking about them and then everybody follows them on Facebook and Twitter and all the stuff. And now you got this whole other thing to do. Is it just because you just don't want to deal with any of that? Yeah, um, I think that sometimes it can be a hindrance. I don't, I'm not here for fame or fortune or, you know, just attention. I'm here to give a message, and the message is what's important. It's not me in the spotlight. Um, It's this thing that all mankind has to understand. Um, It doesn't serve our highest good to be divided into countries or to be divided into nations, um, to be divided into economic uh, social classes. Um, All those divisions are created by our ego and thinking that we are better than another person because we exist or we go to, you know, this church, or we are this race, or we are this nation, um, that doesn't help our highest good because we don't understand how to become world citizens. When we understand how we affect each other as world citizens, we can understand and appreciate each other's cultures, celebrate each other's differences, and, and come together in unity consciousness which is what we all want. We all want world peace, but how do we attain it? And that unity consciousness and raising our consciousness is very important if we are to receive what we all innately want. Um, We can't simply just pray for world peace on a Sunday and think every other day we're just going to go do our thing. That is not enough. We have to practice what we preach and and be innately truthful to ourselves and to each other in order for us to attain that ideal. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I'm with you on that. And, um, Later in the program, we're going to discuss some of this, uh, these methods of uh, awakening. I guess the ones that I've learned, I'm sure they come from some Buddhist teachings, but uh, uh, there is a question in the speaker chat, and I think it's an important question. When you came back from the coma, when you were in between states, was there anything else that you saw besides, you know, coming back from the blue crystal realm that you were in to this life? What, what did you see anything on the way back? Um, I would say that I had saw that white light in that voice, whether it was a guide or innate knowing that I had work here to do. Um, it was kind of revealed um, slowly through time that the the pieces and and the small bits of memory had come back um the reason why i was here that meeting that i had in that heavenly realm and that knowing of memory that i had even you know before i was born and within my mother's womb and all those things that seemed like a dream were coming together to peace as a whole picture. It, it took time and understanding of that realm and where I was and why I was here and where I was going. And all those innate difficult questions that we have, um, took a revealing of time and wasn't something that came out instantly. It was something that had happened through my lifetime and all pieced together to reveal a greater truth, just like putting together a puzzle. Well, I really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing your story with us, uh, Nikki. I'm glad that you thought it was important to call me and tell me the experience you had when you came back from the coma and what, you le- what you've learned. And I think that it's important. Uh, it's a message that we hear a lot, but we don't get to hear it from someone that actually lived it. A lot of it's just theory and talk, you know, and you actually lived it and saw these things and came back. And I think it's very cool that you decided to come on and talk to us about it. And I know it's your first time coming on the radio, and I really appreciate you doing that thank you so much thank you thank you it's my honor all right so we're gonna we're gonna let you go and i uh 
again, thank you. I really appreciate that. If you have anything else, though, that you want to send me, you can email it to me or what, or or call and leave a message. That line is going to be open for you if you remember anything, and I will we'll get you back on, okay, if you want to talk to us again. All right. All right. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. Take care. All right. You too. Bye-bye. All right, guys, we're going to be right back. We're going to go into this topic of what she's talking about, how to become more aware. So we're going to discuss some of these methods of awakening and dream yoga, astral travel, some of the stuff that I've learned, and we'll see uh, where we can go. It's important to apply it, not just talk about it, right? We'll be right back. More Lighting the Void coming up. Let's get this man to the ER, stat. Right away, doctor. We see this every day. Heart attack or angina pain due to blocked and clogged arteries. Chelation can remove obstructions or blockages from arteries and help avoid painful and expensive surgery. Now there's Angioprim. It's a liquid oral chelation product that you take with juice. You start to feel the results fast. Angioprim increases blood flow all over the body, and that means more energy and strength to take on the day with less aches and pains. 60 years of research has gone into chelation. And Angioprim is the result, a safe and easy way to unblock your veins and arteries from buildup that slow circulation. Paging Dr. Jones, please report to the emergency room right away. Log on now for a special radio offer from Angioprim. That's angioprim.com slash radio. A-N-G-I-O-P-R-I-M. Angioprim.com slash radio or call 877-882-7221. That's 877-882-7221. Hey, it's Grace. Can we talk about something serious for a minute? Your age. Getting old has its perks. But remember, being a few years younger... You know, your hair was thicker, you didn't have so many wrinkles, that extra weight wasn't haunting you, and you just felt better. Well, we can't turn back the clocks and go back 10 or 15 years, but you can start feeling and looking 10 or 15 years younger with Nature's Youth RSF. It's a doctor-formulated daily supplement that helps your body maintain its peak performance and fight the aging process. Imagine sleeping better, looking better, and feeling better. See how Nature's Youth RSF has helped thousands of people just like you at naturesyouth.com. Naturesyouth.com. Imagine how it will feel when your family and friends are asking you what you did to look so good. Your secret will be Nature's Youth RSF. It's time to start looking better and feeling better. Learn more and order your Nature's Youth RSF at naturesyouth.com. That's naturesyouth.com. That's naturesyouth.com. This is Paranormal News. I'm John Jeter. The first ever recording of what winds on Mars sound like has been captured by NASA's InSight lander. After touching down on the red planet following a six-month trip through space, sensors recorded winds blowing at about 10 to 15 miles an hour. The frequency of the sounds are similar to what comes out of a subwoofer, which is hard for most of us to hear. NASA raised the audio two octaves to be more perceptible to the human ear. Over the coming years, they'll be able to collect even more data on the Mars 2020 rover, which will be equipped with a pair of microphones. 
Not even a week after arriving at near-Earth asteroid Bennu, the OSIRIS-REx probe has found hydrated minerals, suggesting that liquid water was once plentiful on the 1,640-foot-wide space rock. It's got a lower density than even these carbonaceous chondrite meteorites, which tells us that it probably is made of these hydrated minerals, which are generally low density. The University of Arizona's Dante Loretta, principal investigator on the OSIRIS-REx mission, said... We targeted Bennu precisely because we thought it had water-bearing minerals. NASA also released the awesome picture of Bennu that was taken on December 2nd as the spacecraft approached it. Scientists believe Bennu is likely a pile of rubble that coalesced after a massive impact shattered a larger object hundreds of millions of years ago. You'll find these stories at ParanormalRadio.com. I'm John Jeter, Paranormal News. Magic, the occult. History, health, news. These are just a few subjects discussed on my radio broadcast, The Secret Teachings. I offer unique and objective perspectives on new and old subjects alike while welcoming guests and presenting my own research with no filter. Visit my website for more information and to subscribe to my archive at www.thesecretteachings.info and find me on The Fringe FM live Monday through Friday, midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. Eastern on The Fringe FM. This is Sammy. Join us in the Deep South as we're lighting the void with Joe Roop on the Fringe FM. Yohoi there. Gigi here. And I'm Cortana. And we're going to bring you on a journey through all things paranormal, metaphysical, ufology, and even psychedelic. On our show, Shift Happens, live, Fridays at 7 p.m. Pacific, That's 10 p.m. Eastern on The Fringe FM. And remember, kids, don't feed the Archons. Feed ducks instead. Duck up. to Lighting the Void, and uh, the Reverend Dan Lopez is here with us. That was Nikki, who called in today. Uh, tonight, well, I was going to discuss this topic of, it's kind of synchronistic, because I don't think that she had listened to any of the previous episodes we had this week, and I wanted to discuss, uh, you know, dream yoga, the methods of astral travel, and the methods of a conscious awakening, and there's a theory behind all of this, uh, but she just called today and left me a message about the, you know, that she had was in a coma and she saw these things and traveled to these places and had a message that she wanted to deliver. So we gave her, we let her do that. And I'm glad that we did. It was very, very cool. I'm, I'm sorry. I have to apologize. And I'm, I'm kind of frustrated with the sound issue, but let me tell you what's going on here with that. And we're, we're going to fix it. We're going to take care of it. This whole entire studio has been built by others. You know, you guys, Eric's pitched in. Everybody's pitched in. The thing is, is when that little water effect happens, I have to disconnect and then reconnect very fast as soon as I hear it. And there's a slight delay. But when I just when I reconnect, it's all good. Without a hardware encoder, that's never going to go away. I've come to that uh, conclusion, and these bastards you know they have a a stranglehold on the the hardware encoder market so they're super expensive but 
we're we'll, we're going to figure that out. Nobody's going anywhere. It does frustrate me too, as I know it frustrates you. But I can promise you, the second you start hearing that, if it happens, and it doesn't happen that often, I will, it will not last. <clears throat> but it frustrates me to no end, man. Dan knows it because he gets tired of hearing me whine about it. So, anyways, this is what we're going to talk about. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There are There is a method of dream yoga. There's some books that I've read about this. Not just understanding that we need to wake up, but understanding that from a Gnostic theory, from a Gnostic point of view, that we are actually walking around in a very, very deep sleep. And like I said earlier, many mystics believe that as you and I are speaking, you can look around your room right now and see the things that you see and you hear my voice. All of this is happening as we speak. It's very real. But all it is, is a very real, vivid, deep dream with a nervous system attached to it in a very dense dimension. And I want you to think about that for a second and what that implies and then how we can explore this topic and do methods together to try to wake up. It's cool to talk about it, but we got to be careful as we do these things, right? And so the Gnostics discuss dream yoga. And it's just as it sounds. It's a practice of waking up. So you do things in your awakened state so that you can awake in your sleep state. And they believe that when you are awake in your sleep state and you're truly awake at that point. And I can sum it up. We'll get into details in here in just a second. But I can sum it up like this. We have to be conscious and aware right now of things and not become fascinated with the things in this realm and always question if we're awake. Now, this is just the start of the practice. Do you guys remember when I told you I had that flying experience in the astral realm? When I walked outside, I did a double check from this Gnostic book that I read. I double checked myself. I said, hmm, if I'm really in the astral realm, maybe I can fly. Well, the whole reason why that came up in my head is because I'd done something very embarrassing but I was doing dream yoga. And a part of this was I I used to skim through these books because I was incredibly lazy. And let's just get to the point, right? What can I do? And I found this page and it's, and it was talking about actually while you're awake, go outside and try to fly. I said, that's ridiculous. I can't fly. Well, just try it. So I went outside and I was thinking, what the hell does it even feel like to fly? I've got no wings. I don't know what to do. But I'm going to try. So I'm just trying this stupid thing. And I did that for a little while. And 
the next thing you know, when I had this experience, it was just as real as it is right now. Like I said, if you look around, it was just as real. But I was aware. I lifted off the ground. And I was like, oh, you know, okay. And that's how you transition. So a lot of people have asked, how do you transition between a dream dreams in the astral realm we're not talking about just a lucid dream but how do you make that transition uh, i don't know if you've no have any idea what i'm talking about dan but can you imagine being my neighbor and walking outside and looking at the morning sun and looking over to the left and there's joe outside jumping up and down trying to fly a grown man i've picture seen what, crazier <laughs> picture what that looks like right uh but I did, and that, I just learned it from the text. So these are the things that um, that I'm trying to get you to understand. So you're always pretending and checking if things are real, and they don't want you to give in to fascination. So they don't want you to give in to astonishment. Right, so I just got a text that says you need to be observed in order to exist. That's quantum dreaming, okay. So you always want to check things. So you develop ways of checking if you're asleep or you're awake. Even if you know that you're awake, it doesn't matter. It does not matter. Right now you know you're awake. But you've got to come up with some way of checking that. You've also got to be aware of when you give in to fascination and astonishment. And these are very small things, right? So we can walk by um, a very big, colorful neon sign and we get glued to it. But instead of observing the sign and asking... And I know this is going to sound crazy. Asking if that sign is real, if it makes sense in this reality, and really just start studying what we see, we're never going to become awake because we be, we give in to the astonishment, if that makes any sense. So when we fall asleep, we become very forgetful. We forget about this life, and we we just succumb to whatever existence is around us we don't become lucid and so this is lucid dreaming is only one step to awakening and in that forgetting process we forget who we are so we're always like two people we're we're here in this reality and in the dream state we're somebody else all the time and that has to stop now we talked about last night the master's of these uh, mystery schools were actually in the internal realms. All these lodges and temples and Rosicrucian lodges and all these things that you see are really just exoteric forms of the real mystery school. So you don't have to really be a member of a, a lodge or a member of anything to find out, to find these masters and start learning this stuff. All, all they really are is just exoteric symbols for the inner realm. So think about this yin and yang thing, right? Think about, think about it that way. That it all is as a mirror of itself. Now these masters would instruct their disciples when they were out of their physical body. So they would become awake so much that now they could work in the inner realms. They weren't just dreaming like we do or dealing with the chaos of our mind. They learned to train that. And once they learned to train that, then the masters would start instructing them as they were out of their physical body. 
So we need to understand just how profoundly important it is to meditate and practice what we've learned during the hours of our sleep. And what the Gnostics talk about in dream yoga is as soon as you wake up, and this is some of the beginner stuff, not falling asleep, but the things we forget about is when we wake up, we want to jump up and start writing in our journal real quick. What they talk about is don't move. It's And they don't really explain it scientifically, but I know there's some science behind it. As soon as you wake up, don't move. Be incredibly still and as relaxed as possible. Because as soon as you start moving around, your astral body gets agitated and you start losing all the memories of your dream. And they would actually teach mantras. Now think about that. Western esoteric people that are, some of them are Freemasons, some of them are Rosicrucians, but they were doing Eastern mantras. Now I'm not talking about your average Mason. Most of the Masons that you meet, all these people, they don't even know what I'm talking about. They just study the symbols and read their papers and memorize their rituals, and that's all they do. But they don't know that it's a representation of something they're supposed to learn in the inner realms. Because once they learn that, they move on. This is the lodge system that you see. The blue lodge is more like a preparing, and they have all these different places you can go. So it's like a filtering system. And then... I don't want to get into this too much, but once that filtering system works its way through and then you get these people that learn these esoteric teachings, then some of them decide to use it for good and some of them decide to not to. And that's that. But according to the Gnostics, these mantras are for the student. What dynamite is for the miner. Like a miner opens up his way through the bowels of the earth with dynamite. It just keeps blowing stuff up, right? Well, so that way the student also opens his way up with these mantras and they open doorways into the memories of your subconscious and into these internal realms. They discuss patience and tenacity, which is something I wanted to discuss with Nikki because we like to talk about astral travel. We've tried it a couple of times. We've listened to the tapes and it didn't work, but we're not being patient with ourselves. This is incredibly hard to break through all of our programs to be able to do this so you've got to be infinitely patient and tenacious why is that why can't you just do it like you read about in the books well i think it's because powers that we gain they cost something nothing's for free everything's got a price and it kind of weeds out the people that aren't serious about waking up And it's all about the will. If you study it, you'll, you'll see. It's all about the will. How strong is your will? When you study magic, it's all about the will. Mysticism is all about the will. If you really get into astral travel and dream yoga, it's all about the will. The will is everything. But they also, there's the one thing that, Dan, that throws me off about this whole thing. And this is another thing that the Gnostics speak about before you start doing these practices and studies you have to not be a skeptic this isn't for the skeptic in any fashion you also have to have and they demand infinite faith i have an issue with that why because 
And it's not, and I have an issue with the infinite faith in anything. Why? Why would any, why? Because it's a surrender. Yeah. It's, a, it's a natural thing. So you want me to surrender to what you're saying, no matter what. What's so hard about that? Oh, I've had people try to make me surrender to what they're saying before. It's a program. And, but that's people. Well, these people wrote these books, Dan. Yeah, I understand, but there's a process and stuff like that, and there's experiences that you're not going to go through unless you do surrender. The surrendering is not about giving yourself over to somebody else. The surrendering is you about to control your will. Are you about to control your uh, ego? Okay, because sometimes we have to let go of that which is holding on to everything. Because if we can't move forward, it's because we're holding ourselves back. So if we don't allow ourselves to uh, go forward, that's because <laughs> we're not willing to. So, but if we allow ourselves to let go, stop being so fearful, and allow it to to experience. So, okay, I get you. If I came to you and said, hey, Dan, I need you to have infinite faith in my cat God, and he's going to give you personal powers, but you can't question it. You have to have ultimate faith. That would be easy for you. Nothing's ever easy. It's simple, but it's not easy. Giving over, turning over, and letting it go is never easy. Yeah. Let go it's and a let practice. God. Yeah. It's a practice. It's I'm sorry. It's a practice. It's not something that's uh, easily uh, obtained. You have to be able to just be able to do it. And yeah, if I you're get not that. in the practice of doing it, then you won't be able to do it. What we're talking about is letting go and having infinite faith in someone else's belief. Uh, I don't know. There's going to be an issue with people. If right? you say that. Well, yeah. it's more like, it, meh, that, that depends on the way it's being put out. But the thing is, is it's a spiritual principle or it's a spiritual practice, and, and you have to have faith in, in, the, in the process. If you don't have faith in the process, it's going to take you a while before you begin to. You know, that's why you got to try it. Yeah, it's so like, that's, the, that's, like the, the that's all I'm saying is it's hard. I'm not trying to flip a coin here. Is it, that's, you know it's just difficult. Like if, you're, if you go, if you get hypnotized, you can't really hypnot, get hypnotized by somebody who you don't trust. And so, no, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. And so they, that's what they say that skeptical people must not come to our studies because occult science is very demanding that skeptics fall and fail totally because skeptical people will always try not to succeed in entering the heavenly realms. I believe that. That part I believe. Every skeptic I've ever met, not not a, not healthy skeptics, but you know the professionals. Yeah. They, they do everything in their power to make sure something doesn't happen or justify why it can't happen. And then when sure. you ask them to try it, and I have proof of this. You remember when I put out that challenge of those people that didn't believe in astral travel? I said I will give you an audio that I have. It helped me get out of my body. You know, the only people that contacted me were people that believed in it. And they said, well, maybe I misunderstood your, your challenge. I said, no, it's for people that 
don't believe. And even some of them tried to fool me, you know. But I'm like, look, you got pictures of all the spiritual stuff on your Facebook page, and you believe in this stuff. You just want the free audios. <laughs> but the the real skeptic would never make that step. Isn't that something? But they don't have a problem speaking out against what they don't believe in, but they'll never try it. So to that point that you're talking about, I agree with. Right. They'll never try things. I mean, because who wants to go around and try to keep themselves awake all day and ask themselves if they're dreaming or if they're not to do all these different yoga tricks and stuff to get out of body? People just want to get out of body, man. They want to have an astral experience, but they don't want to they don't want to do the work to get there. Yeah, some people can do it easier than you, man. Some people just have that gift. Some of us have to work for it. So how bad do you really want to do it? And then if you look at modern psychology and you study occult science, you can see that, at least for the most part, Western psychology is pretty lost and ignorant of all the different dream types and states that happen in the astral realm as the Gnostics categorize it, as they categorize it with the parts of the body. Everything's related in Gnosticism. And it's something I like to study. I'm not saying I'm a Gnostic, but they put it all together, all the different mystery schools and they show you the parallels, so it's a good thing to study. They teach that all dreams have a quality that are close related to the psychic centers of your body. And there's five, according to them, your intellectual, motor, emotional, instinctive, and sexual centers. You guys know with some of the guests that we've had on that a lot of these make sense, especially the sexual stuff. But they say most of our dreams are related to our motor instinctive center, the things that happen to us in our daily life. And all our astral bodies do is just kind of repeat this stuff through the subconscious, and it's kind of chaotic. Like, for instance, fear. If you're full of fear or you see something that scared you that day, you may have a dream about something chaotic that you can't control. And so you got to learn, like Dan is saying, you got to be patient and try it and do it. You got to learn to uh, work with this stuff to to awaken. I used to have this idea, Dan, that I could walk down to the Buddhist temple near me and I'd talk to a Buddhist monk, yeah, buddy, and I'd wake up. All I had to do was just sit at the foot of a Buddha for one day, and I would be an awakened being. I would ascend. Until that start- worked for you? <laughs> it didn't work. I still haven't went to the temple. All I'm doing is reading books and try and trying stuff, you know, just to be honest with you. Sure. But when it comes to the work, we don't want to do it. And I understand that. But it's very, very rewarding. I know this now. So maybe it's worth it. That one little hang up there I can't get away from is infinite faith and i'm I'm not saying that i'm not going to do it but when somebody asked you to have infinite faith it's not like bruce lee came up to you and said empty your cup and let me teach you something it would be like somebody coming to you and saying empty your cup and accept my paradigm and my god and then all these things will start working for you well you know what it is is a lot of people come they they come from this place where they hear about things, you know, they hear about other people, you know, having come to this point in their life or whatever. 
And then when they go to try it for themselves, they have not the same reason or the same motivation as the person who who inspired them to, to, to take the path anyway. You know, for the, for the most part, a lot of people, when they go on this path, it's usually because they find that their life as they know it is not working for them. And they realize that they, they're, they're doing something harmful to themselves and they want change. Yeah. And so depending on how desperate they are for the, for the change is going to motivate them to be as motivated to, to, uh, to proceed in, in that path because without the motivation, without the drive, it usually does. Some people call it a bottom. You know, some people need to hit their bottom in order to get somewhere. Some people, they just need to, they just feel like there's something more and they're missing it. And it's not that one way is better than another, you know, because everybody's got their own thing that actually works better for them than, than other things, you know, or there's a combination of things that works for them, you know, and that key combination doesn't work for everybody. But for them, they find peace, they find happiness, they find sanity, they find clarity, you know, mm-hmm. all these things that, you know, that, that, um, many of us are seeking, you know, cause a lot of, you know, a lot of what's going on in life right now is the unrest of the world. Well, I want to talk to you about some of these things that I learned <clears throat> from different people and just keep in mind that this is coming from this theory that I'm not that I'm not afraid to practice. Okay. It's coming from the theory that, that right now that we're in a deep sleep and many have told us, I mean, Lon Milo Duquette, when he was on the show, he talked about the, you know, the Russian nesting dolls, yeah. you know, you just keep opening them up and then there's another sure. one and there's another one that this, where we are right now, we're inside that nesting doll, like deep inside this thing. So we're trying to remember ourselves from that state. And then once we get to the opening of all this, that we can get real instructions on how to do these things. But I think it's kind of funny that they talk about skeptical people quite a bit. They don't say this isn't going to work for skeptics. What they say is, is skeptical people must not come to our studies because occult science is demanding that skeptics fail totally because they will always try not to succeed in entering these realms. They will always try not to succeed in anything that you discuss. So it's like they're doing the opposite subconsciously or consciously because for the skeptic, it's about being right and they want to be comfortable in their reality. That kind of shook me up a little bit when I was watching the Bob Lazar film. So we're going to continue this discussion. If you want to chime in, you can call in. The phones are open. The text line is open. I need to pay attention to the text line. It's buzzing over here. Um, and you can contact the show at contact at lottingthevoid.com. I think that uh, I'm also going to give you a pretty freaky story here. A true paranormal event that's happening happened right now as we speak from one of the world's largest spiritual advisors and i think you may know who i'm talking about you may want to guess during the break but uh let's just say that oprah. no it's not oprah but let's just say I'm that, kidding. 
Let's just say that. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. That they were interrogated. And this is a case that we've been talking about all week uh, by the police. Uh, and when they were interrogated and questioned by the police, that many paranormal things started to happen to a lot of people. Some freaky, witchy stuff is going on. And I'll tell you who it is. Some of you have already guessed it, actually, when we come back. This is Lighting the Void. I'm Joe Roop. Stay with us. More after this. Broadcasting the Fringe FM. All right, everyone. This is Justin from the UK. Excuse the chitty chitty. If you're into the Fringe and you want to hear the brass tacks, me old China plate, Joe Roop, and his guests on Light in the Void will open your mince pies. You need to shut your north and south and use your 10 speed gears and listen to them bubble. You could hear a Barry Crocker, no Brussels, but he ain't no holy fryer. Anyway, you beat a Barnaby Rudge and take a butcher's. Hey, Fringe FM listeners, did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or no Wi-Fi available, you can still listen to every minute of the Fringe FM by calling 701-719-3971. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. Saves your data plan and no extra cost if you have unlimited minutes. Call 701-719-3971. That's 701-719-3971. Listen to the Fringe FM on any phone, anytime, anywhere hi folks it's a holiday season with hope in the air things to look forward to and no time for despair health can be a challenge and so can the mail so get the tea wants to help you by giving you a sale buy two months of super tea and get one month for free no limit that's buy two months of super tea and get one month free that's a savings of 35 bucks where get the tea.com that's get the tea.com scroll down on the front page and find the buy two get one free ad click it and save orders over a hundred dollars get free shipping send the gift of life 
change tea at getthetea.com. We have many, many non-GMO organic supplements just waiting for you. This holiday season, enjoy health and Thanksgiving with getthetea.com. Want to call us? 928-308-0408. That's 928-308-0408. Getthetea.com is a proud sponsor of Doing What's Right. That's getthetea.com. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in Paranormal Talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now. The Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. Greetings, galactic community. This is Suzanne Ross, host of Sci-Spy Radio, every Wednesday evening from 5 to 7 p.m. Pacific. Join me for this brand new show featuring a revolutionary new genre, Sci-Spy, merging science and spirituality to give us answers to the greatest mysteries of creation. Together, scientific discovery and spiritual revelation reveal the truth about who we are, where we came from, why we're here, and where we're going. Tune in to Sci-Spy Radio every Wednesday from 5 to 7 p.m. Pacific and discover the truth for yourself at thefringe.fm. You're listening to Lighting the Void Radio. Follow The Fringe FM on Facebook and Twitter at The Fringe FM. The Fringe FM loves hearing from you. Have a suggestion, comment, or question? We're all ears. Email talkback at thefringe.fm. Want to know what's on The Fringe FM? Check out our schedule at thefringe.fm. So call Joe, pick up the phone, dial 1-800-588-0335, toll free from the United States or Canada. You're listening to Lighting the Void Radio. All right, welcome back. So tonight we're discussing dream yoga and the awakening process and some of the methods that we can do to learn how to become more awake and astral travel and ascend. I guess you want to, some people call it ascension, but I wanted to deliver this story because we've been talking about it all week. And uh, if you haven't, some of you probably already know, but um, we've been discussing this John of God story. And you guys, if you're crystal herders and you shop for crystals, then you know who John of God is. And I will usually uh, put this stuff in my own words. But I got to say that this article really brings it home. Supernatural events have been terrifying police while they were interrogating the celebrity medium of John of God over sexual abuse claims as a computer takes on a life of its own and electrical appliances start to short circuit. Now, this is just the start of the paranormal activity as they were interrogating this man. 
Detectives questioning a celebrity medium in Brazil accused of sexually abusing more than 300 women, that's a bigger number than I heard last time, have reported spooky going-ons during their own two-hour interrogation. Unexplained incidents ranging from a bizarre computer crash to wiring on an electrical appliance is suddenly short-circuiting appears to suggest, at first, possibly some supernatural forces were at play during the interview. Now, the mysterious problems started, un- they did unnerve the cops, but it didn't deter them from collecting the testimony from this faith healer. And I don't know how to pronounce his name. I think it's Yayo Texiera de Feria. I probably just screwed it all up. Who's known as John of God. This happened Sunday night. The detective's name was Carla Fernandez. That's the detective that was responsible for coordinating the task force who was investigating the allegations, claimed that as the spiritual guru began to speak, strange things started to happen. Suddenly, the computer that was being used to transcribe the suspect's answers to the allegations seems to, seemed to take on a life of its own, and the commands on the keyboards would not work. When the clerk tried to enter the medium's statement, the keys locked on a specific letter. The specific letter was O. And it just locked on O's, and O's started running across the screen. And that was recorded continuously on the screen for a few seconds. Now, they said this has never happened before, but the agents, uncomfortable, they just said, no, it's a faulty computer. But when the printer in the room began to print without receiving a command, and then a refrigerator blew up, at the same time, their thoughts started to turn to paranormal interference. Now, Detective Fernandez said it was hot in the interrogation room, and she decided to turn on the air conditioning. She plugged the lead into an extension shared with a mini-fridge, and the electrical wiring, wiring suddenly exploded, burning out the fridge. And everybody in the room screamed with fright, because I'm sure it scared them when the explosion happened. But according to the officer, the 76-year-old spiritual healer who is accused of sexually molesting women during private cons- uh, consultations at his clinic remained silent. She said, although these things happened and surprised us, they failed to interfere with their work. Mr. John of God didn't say a word. They also show that this man tried to withdraw nearly $9 million before surrendering to the police on Sunday. So there you go. He surrendered to the cops. So now we know it's true. The documents seen by the Associated Press are part of a judge's ruling rejecting bail. Another person, Pino, of the prosecutor's office, also said Wednesday that investigators found firearms and large quantities of cash in the house of Mr. John of God used by him as a spiritual retreat. Investigators also believe that two unexplained incidents which occurred prior to Mr. John of God giving himself up could be linked to the occult. Of course, they got to use that word occult. That's the scary word. A police clerk who was meant to transcribe the faith healer's testimony at the police station in the rural town of Annapolis was run over in a car accident and broke his arm. It goes on. More strange things started to happen. Investigators originally intended to question the suspect at a small outpost, but the unexpected incident meant that the interview had to be transferred to a different place, which is Goenia the capital of the state of Goya or whatever. I don't know how to say these names. I apologize. But And last Friday, as the press, sta- uh, they staked out John of God's house in the city, rumors began to circulate that spirits had cursed the reporters. 
Now, photographers and TV camera crew who had camped for nearly 24 hours waiting for the guy to come out, they were waiting for him to come out and surrender after a warrant was issued for his arrest. Hardened professionals admitted they started praying when a news agency photographer in the press pack suddenly fell ill and lost consciousness for a few minutes. Many who were reluctant to admit the episode was associated with John of God's mystic powers did concede that for sure a paranormal association wasn't so far-fetched. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hernandez agreed that the unexplained happenings cannot be dismissed. She quotes that I accept that we are dealing with a situation that involves beliefs and mystic energies. She said, adding she believes John of God has supernatural powers. I accept that those beliefs could possibly be true. I'm also a spiritualist and a believer in the spirit world and the paranormal. Although I'm not afraid, I do have a healthy respect for the unknown, unquote. Mr. John of God has denied any allegations that he sexually violated hundreds of women, although he surrendered, including his own daughter, under the pretense of administering mystical treatments. His lawyer claimed his client is being persecuted at the complaints made by hundreds of women with the number now topping some 500 are coming from people who want to destroy him. <clears throat> this is crazy, man. Many people also say that they were underage at the time of the abuse. The mystic, Mr. John of God, has been detained in custody, and on Monday, as agents started the search of the faith healer's premises, a court denied an appeal for bail, which was a bombshell to a lot of the uh, spiritual world. And now, if you don't know who this guy is, he became famous for performing miracle surgeries on hundreds of thousands of people from all over the globe. He's been practicing since 1976 and is revered as a powerful spiritual force. He has been interviewed on Oprah and has also treated Mr. Bill Clinton himself. A lot of his followers allegedly have been cured of cancer, disabilities, psychological illnesses, and numerous other ailments while attending his alternative treatment clinic in Central West Brazil. Hmm. Pretty freaky stuff going on. So let's look at the facts real quick, and we'll continue our discussion on dream yoga. But this guy uh, is a well-known mystic, especially if you buy crystals. And he's been practicing since 76. He's been accused of abusing women. And since then, he surrendered to the police and all this crazy stuff started happening. Computers, refrigerators blowing up, people getting sick, people getting run over while he sits in silence and stares. That's a little strange. People started dropping down and praying. The refrigerator thing, not so much. The refrigerator probably was maybe they just got bad electricity can i play skeptic here i mean who the hell plugs in a refrigerator and a freaking air conditioner at the same time they're both over 12 amps unless you have over 20 30 amps 
unless you have a 30 <laughs> amp breaker, it's going to be able to freaking handle it. But both <laughs> units are going to be over 12 amps, yeah. especially on start. That can't be real, right? It's all, it's got to be just a bunch of coincidences. Well, that one was just easily debunked. I don't know about everything else, but that one was just, well, they had to throw that in, you know, for emphasis. Uh, it does seem weird, though, that somebody that, that has that much uh, uh, impact on the spiritual community is all of a sudden accused of uh, being abused. I don't know. I don't want to get too conspiratorial here, but... Uh, we don't know anything. We don't know nothing. I'll just know that uh, that's probably one of the strangest stories I've heard about in a long time. I remember seeing the guy's crystal at all those those paranormal conferences I went to. Just big old fat crystals he sold for hundreds of dollars. Right. All right, back to our discussion here about uh, dream yoga. Dream yoga. Yoga. Yeah, we we talked about the patience and understanding the the work that it takes a while to be able to do these things for certain people that we have to do practices in this reality. But what does it mean to be truly awake? According to the Gnostics, a truly awakened Gnostic cannot dream. They don't dream. Only those who have the consciousness asleep live dreaming. That doesn't even make sense. Only those who have the consciousness asleep live dreaming. So, in other words, it's all it's all conscious to them. They don't dream. That's kind of a hell of a statement, but... The quality of the dreams depend on their beliefs and their programs of the dreamer. So, for instance, if we have a dream, we can see, depending on our belief, we can see a spirit, and that spirit can either be a demon or an angel, depending upon our beliefs. The subconscious isn't perfect. It's like a projector that it projects things in your dream state, and it also can project errors, and these are the things that you have to overcome. Huh. Okay. I want to. I want to dream of honey buns. <clears throat> that sounds great right now. <laughs> now they did, like I mentioned earlier, they believe that during the hours of your sleep, that the masters would come and test you in the inner realms. They would test you by meanings of fear, and I thought that that was interesting because if you research the Rosicrucians and the magical societies. In the neophyte, which neophyte being their first ritual that they perform or they get dressed up and do the ritual, the first thing that they're told is fear is a fetter that binds, that fear is the enemy, and that you will be tested, and they will test you by all of your fears. And I'm talking about even terror here. This was something Crowley believed in, is putting you to the test when it came to your fear. They believe that during the hours of sleep that these masters would test you. You may see beings, shadows, blobs, maybe even the hat man, but your fear will be, will be tested. That fear is the ultimate barrier. And the most important thing in life is to realize that the inner being is there and that you have, you have this inner being and that you need to learn to work with it. But if you cannot move past the fear, you will never learn to work with it. But it's always there. Whether you're asleep or awake, it does not matter. So what we're dealing with here is an identity issue. Now, this is something that Samuel Onviora talked about, who believes he called himself the fifth angel or the angel of Mars. He said that 
now we're hearing this from an angel, I guess, that the person ends up intoxicating himself with a cup of liquor when they drink, the intoxication of lust when they see the opposite sex. They have these things. They become fascinated with these things. The sleepy ones become identified with everything that surrounds them, but they forget about their true selves, their inner selves. They give into the illusion. So we're talking about the theory of dream yoga. The things that we need to do while we're awake to become really awake in these inner realms so we never, so we're always in the internal realms because they believed eventually that you would always be walking in the in the uh, internal realms once you were awake. That's their belief. And uh, we have a phone call from 780 area code. You're on the air. Who are we speaking with? Hey, guys. How's it going? It's Craig. What's up, Craig? Oh, not too much. But uh, I just want to make a comment on what you were talking about, about dreaming. and mm-hmm. um, Because it is really a manifestation of your subconscious mind, right? It's like as we, as, as we go through life, we're making decisions through our subconscious reactions, right? Because we don't really understand our own thought processes. We bury them because, like, just dealing with them and the drivers that we have for life, right? So, like, going to get that new car and stuff. It's actually driven by, like, your negative perceptions within yourself, right? But as you want, like, that's, that's really, like, the path to, like, what people, like, non-mystical kind of idea of enlightenment, right? Um, mm-hmm. It's just bringing yourself above your issues, you know, and just being kind of, like, content with yourself. So as you, as you work through your thought process, like, somebody cutting you off through traffic, right? It makes you mad because he's in front of you now, right? He's above you in whatever kind of context of hierarchy, that you're perceiving it as, right? So it makes you upset because they're above you or they're better than you now. So you need to get them back to tit for tat to make yourself feel better, right? But as we, as we work through that stuff and we understand why we think the way we think, our subconscious kind of goes away and we no longer need these dreams to show us um, our, our flaws of reality. You know what I mean? Anyway, sure, I get what you're thought, saying. But, yeah, the reflection yeah. of the dream state reflects of our subconscious hang-ups. For sure. Yeah, exactly. It's trying to teach you, right? And, like, the fear thing, like you were talking about, like, I don't know if you guys have had that experience, but, like, for me, um, for what I've been working through and everything throughout the last five years has been um, about working through those fears, right? Like, I've had certain dreams where um, something was attacking me, and, like, normally I'd be afraid of it, but I had zero fear, and it just kind of passed through me. And then I made that thing afraid, whatever it was, and... I had power over it because I didn't give it my power through fear, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, and there's nothing to fear except fear. But anyways, I just wanted to kind of touch base on that. I like uh, what you're talking about. Thanks, brother. I appreciate the phone call. He's got a good point. But, you know, this is just the beginnings of what they're talking about. So these are the kind of beginning processes, and like Craig is saying, of what you need to understand before you even start going down this road of awakening. And what they talk about also is to not become, not just to overcome fear, but to not become fascinated with objects. And the reason why you do this in your real life is so you'll do it in your dream state. So it doesn't. there's a whole purpose behind this. So when you do it in your dream state, or your astral travel, or whatever it is that you don't become trapped and you start forgetting and you wake up, that you can move in these states. They don't want you to become fascinated with objects, but to observe them. That's it. 
No matter how shiny or satisfying something is, if you find yourself in a state of fascination or awe and you'll be marveled and enchanted, then you start to forget yourself and your own consciousness and then you fall back asleep because you're given into the enchantment. Now, think about that, how black magicians work. They do the same things to you in our daily life. The strings are all starting to come together here a little bit, and this is something we're going to talk about tomorrow night, and it gets it goes deeper. But when you see an object, the only thing you can do is reflect and ponder on it. That's it. Just ask a simple question. Look for oddities about that object that don't make sense. Discuss all this stuff within yourself, and then you can when you when it happens in the inner realm. And that made me think about these guys uh, that do DMT, Dan. You may, did you ever hear Joe Rogan's story about when he took DMT? The I don't first believe time. so. Well, he, he, I tried to get the sound clip, but I didn't have time to get it. But he talked about that he met these elves in this realm that he went to, and they were just giving him things that were even more fascinating, right? He said, you know, they were popping things up and showing him to him, like, look at this, you know, and then they would just put it away and, pop something else out and go look at this and he said whatever they showed me was even more incredible and astonishing and fascinating than it was before and he could feel how fascinated he was and astonished he was becoming but they were also telling him begging him you know don't give in to astonishment because for some reason when you do that then you fall back asleep and then you come back to this realm so you can see how hard it becomes now, I don't know if Joe Rogan knows anything about dream yoga, but it made me think about that. Made me think about those things. But we're talking about an identity issue here. When I talked to Thomas Campbell, he was the one, and this hit home with me, that said, look, if you're astral traveling and you go into your yard, and he said, for example, and you see a pink bunny, don't give in to astonishment because it may be a portal to somewhere else. Don't be afraid of it. Don't go away from it because it doesn't make sense or it scares you. Observe it and pass through it, maybe. And I'm thinking, pink bunny. What the hell is this guy talking about? And I, I didn't get it at first, but now I do. I kind of get it. Because in that state, your subconscious is just projecting things that are try- that's trying to make sense. It's not your consciousness doing it. But it's very damn hard when you try to wake up and you see like these things looking over your face. It's not easy. It's easy to talk about. Well, when I go to sleep or when I try to astral travel and if I see a black blob or something, I'm just going to I'm just going to tell it how powerful I am. Well, yeah, that's that's cool and all. But according to these guys, think about the thing that you're most terrified of. I'm talking about terror here. That you're going to be challenged with that. And if you're not being challenged with these things, then you're not doing the inner work. Now, maybe, Dan, you might see where I struggle with the complete, you know, but you got to have complete faith in this process. So there is a surrender mechanism to it. Go on, brother. Please. The more at peace that you are with yourself... The more confident you are with yourself, the more happy (laughs) you are with yourself. You'll find that there's less and less and less things that are going to make you jump scare. You know, 
and that happens in the outside as well as in the inside. So, what might what might freaking star you, star you or startle you on the outside might not you know might not on the inside. So, say I'm at complete peace, right? I'm sitting there, I'm laying home and whatever, and something jumps up, you know, in my subconscious. I can either I can either react to it or I can sit in the position that I have already practiced in my waking state, which was to be calm and not to react, but to allow myself to think of what's going on, then re, then react to what's going on, and then I can act. It's a slower process, and you will see this with a lot of people who are actually really working. Uh, working their practice, but their rea- but their reactive state to you, whenever you're t- discussing anything with them or, or having conversation with them, is a lot slower than the average person. Why? Because they're very deliberate in their personage. It's almost like the you know the phrase that says, "Be careful about the energy you bring into this place." Exactly, and that's what makes sense. Yeah, I totally agree, and that's why I think. When Nikki called me today and she didn't want to reveal her identity about the message she wanted to deliver, I was like, okay, we're dealing with a real person that's doing some real work here. Right. And the reason why is, is she doesn't want to get involved in the distractions of what happens here because she's trying to awaken. Yeah. But I'm very surprised after studying all these things, all of these people that are awakened, right? They're just totally awake and they know everything. They got all the answers. And yet these Gnostics are telling me, that there is the light of the Ain Sof Or, also known as the Okindanok, Okindanok, Petsakowatl, Kolkakan, Christos, and the Christ, that this ray descends as a lightning bolt, creating and illuminating all the levels of existence from the bottom up. Let me name you these places. So when you follow spiritual gurus, maybe you can ask them if they've been to these places. Seven levels. The abyss or hell. The Tritocosmos. The next level up is the philosophical earth or the human being. This is our reality. The microcosmos. The next level up is the earth or any of the planets surrounding, which is the mesocosmos. The next level up is the sun or the solar system, which is the deuterocosmos. And the next level up after that is a galaxy or a group of suns called the macrocosmos. And it goes up even further, all the worlds from all the clusters of galaxy called the Aeocosmos. And even further than that, it goes up to Absolute or Protocosmos, the proper arrangement of the rays of creation of awakening. How many spiritual gurus are out there are you selling you books and all these other... I would like to ask each and every one of them if they know any of these places or if it's all just made up. Because the Gnostics have been around for a long time, a long time. And they study the mysteries of every single religion. And they put, they do their best to put the pieces together. And they go out, and this is the one thing I admire, is they practice what they preach. Even they quote this, the brothers and sisters of the Gnostic movement must deeply comprehend all esoteric knowledge which we give And the Christmas message as well. The Christmas message is the largest message of them all. 
in order for them to exactly know the place that they occupy in the rays of creation. This was written in a book called The Elimination of Satan's Tale by Samael Envior. Do you think he's making this stuff up? He's either making this stuff up and he's incredibly, uh, I guess, gifted with imagination. He's only written a bunch of books about this. And the more I study this stuff, I cannot believe that the people that are selling us all this stuff are spiritual gurus, that the people that I talk to day to day that have all the answers truly are doing the work they say they're doing. Because this whole message is about solar ascension. I can't believe that we're also at the top of the third hour. Are we really at the top of the third hour right now? Yes, we are. That's insane. Anyways, I got a little, man, I got so much more to cover here. All right. um, Taking a break. We got to take this break, guys. I apologize, but we'll be right back. Interactive radio with good content, interesting guests, and a humble host. Sharing this journey through the esoteric. Hey, Joe Roop. Thanks for having us along for the ride. Thank you so much for a delightful evening. Well, I got a lot of ground to cover. Hi, this is Aaron Hunter, host of Real Paranormal Activity, the podcast where we tell real paranormal experiences of people from around the world. And we also conduct interviews with authors, investigators, psychics, and mediums. Real people, real stories, real fear. Thursdays at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern on The Fringe FM. See you then. Hey, Fringe FM listeners. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or no Wi-Fi available, you can still listen to every minute of the Fringe FM by calling 701-719-3971. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. Saves your data plan and no extra cost if you have unlimited minutes. Call 701-719-3971. That's 701-719-3971. Listen to the Fringe FM on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Poor water quality is a major health issue, and it's only getting worse. Municipalities can't keep up, standards have dropped, and pollutants are increasing. Where does it all end? It ends by keeping the pollutants outside of your home with HydroCare's advanced systems available at Wave Home Solutions. No less than the best purification materials and processes have been developed by HydroCare to provide you with healthy, clean water for drinking, cooking, and showering. HydroCare far surpasses the competition in removing chlorine, odors, iron, lead, 
chemicals, lime scale, and much more. Don't settle for less when it comes to your water. We'll take care of the toughest water problems for you, whether it's from a city or well source. Satisfaction guaranteed. For more information, call 888-997-WAVE. That's 888-997-WAVE. Or go to bestwater123.com. That's bestwater123.com. Wave Home Solutions for a healthy, comfortable home. You're listening to Lighting the Void Radio. Follow The Fringe FM on Facebook and Twitter at The Fringe FM. Start your evenings with The Fringe FM long before those other shows get started. Exclusively live on The Fringe FM, hear the Quantum Hologram Matrix with the Reverend John Polk, Tuesdays at 5 Pacific, 8 Eastern. And our newest show, Psy Spy Radio with Suzanne Ross, Wednesdays at 5 Pacific, 8 Eastern. Then stay up because we're burning the midnight oil well into the morning hour. The truth is out there, and And so so are we. Lock it in. The Fringe FM. Get after the show, The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable comes on every single night. We're also going to be doing something new Friday nights. I don't know. I think we're going to do it this week, actually. Friday nights at the same time. We're going to get people. We're going to do. We're going to get. It's going to be like Bill Maher. We're going to get people all over the place to come in from everywhere. And I don't really want to do like a round table thing and just do the few question stuff. I mean, I really want some people to go at it here, so I'm going to try to make it my point to get, which it may not happen at first, but I'm going to make it my point to get people that totally disagree on things across the table from each other who can find some common ground here. The Reverend Dan Lopez is in the house with us tonight. We've been discussing dream yoga, solar ascension. The whole point of doing this, though, is... It's fascinating to me because you, when when you can do these things, you become a, able to reincarnate without forgetting who you are. According to the, the Gnostics, you can travel through the stars and you no longer travel on planets. Just like the little children that remember their deaths, you start to wake up through several lifetimes. The more detailed I read about all these things, the more I realize that it's not such an easy process. And before the break, I was talking about how, hey, I'm amazed at a lot of people. Man, they got answers for all this stuff. Everybody's got all the answers, but yet the planet's still in shambles. And just like the Reverend Dan Lopez told me, all you can do is keep your side of the street clean, which is true. 
the reason why I have a problem with accepting blind faith is because let's say I do do this. I go through the abyss, the tritocosmos, the microcosmos. I start working my way up, the mesocosmos. I'm working with my lunar body here, the thing that keeps my consciousness a slave on this planet, my dream body. I'm working to become solar ascended, the deuterocosmos, the macrocosmos. Then I get up to the aeocosmos, the protocosmos. And then I finally get up to the ray of creation that they call the rays of creation. And then you get up there and it's just some damn sorcerer like that guy of Highlander. And he says, your soul is mine. And you can't turn around because you blindly went down this road. And do you remember what we talked about last night? The warnings of Manly P. Hall. Do you guys remember all the knowledge that Manly had? Do you remember how he died? Did you guys actually look into his death? I think it's cool that we do these things, that we're learning to astral travel. But I will say again, before we start talking about this information a little bit more, to tread carefully. Because I don't know that this is awesome as this information is. I don't know that it's 100% true. The only thing I've experienced so far is the ethereal body. I know that's true. Does that mean the rest of it is? I guess we're going to find out. I mean, these cats, they get scientific about this stuff, about studying the self. They even tell you to you know prepare a breakfast with acidic fruits and ground almonds with honey and make sure that it's bee honey so you have plenty of ammunition for your brain. This makes the atoms of the brain awesome for memory because it's all about remembering. Think about that word, too. The one thing that I can help with is sleep, right? The transition between dreams and lucid dreams, the astral projection into astral travel is something that I'm learning myself. But I do know that between sleep and awake, that's the state that you want to be in. But I don't know what you're going to run into. I only know what I ran into. I'll, I know that if you can manage to stay awake as your body falls asleep, that you will feel some type of vibration, some type of hum or buzz. Some people have even called it electricity or lightning. Some people even said their ears would ring. But that's the state I'm talking about. And I guess if I had to describe how to move out of that state, because there's so many methods the rope method that you can pretend like you're pulling yourself up from a rope or the roll out method where you just kind of pretend to roll or you actually physically roll off the couch, but you really don't. Your etheric self rolls off the couch and you stay there. But if I had to fundamentally say it, I would agree with these guys and say that you need to get up softly once you're in that state. Pretend that you were maybe as if you were a vaporous fluid state, maybe even a gas And then just kind of softly roll out. But the whole thing about all of these, once you look into all of these mystery schools, it doesn't matter how they tap into this energy. Whether it's through Tantra, through Western magical ceremonial practices, through meditation, through dream yoga. It's all about the process of building your solar body to travel into light and remain completely conscious from here on out. That the lunar body or your dream body is the struggle. It's necessary to keep you in the mystery. But the moon is also necessary for life. We travel in our dreams and our sleep in what's called the lunar bodies. This is what they call it. 
The whole idea of these teachings is to stop dreaming and transform your subconscious life. You know, the right side of the brain that we discussed with all the symbols and all the stuff that goes on to transform that life into a conscious life. And once we develop these bodies, we can travel consciously and we live many, as many lives as we want. We have control over what happens to us from here on out. We don't forget anymore. We're not washed up on the beach like a beached whale that doesn't know what happened and we're constantly trying to figure it out and work our way back through that lunar body again. I would really like to believe all this stuff. It's, it makes sense. There's a lot of books about it. A lot of books about self-remembering. Now, what is self-remembering? It's a state of active consciousness. But it is controlled by your will. And you have to begin with being here, now, right now. And they talk about the many levels of consciousness. A true self-remembering occurs without thought or mental processing. It is a state of consciousness, perception, and includes the remembrance of the inner being. This is fascinating stuff. And if this is true, then we can easily look around and see how black magic works. Black magic doesn't mean it's some guy that's, you know, dressed up in a black robe doing incantations out in the woods. Black magic is somebody holding your attention in awe or fascination so that you forget who you are to keep you in that state of dumbness, pretty much. And we do this. It's not just somebody putting a shiny object in your face. We we do this with sex. Or we do it with money, TV shows. Now, I'm not saying don't enjoy your life. But unless you develop a daily practice of conscious awareness or methods to do so, then it's just going to, you're never going to figure it out. You might as well not even try and just live your life and hope for the best. I got nothing wrong with that. Who am I to say what you do? But these are the things that I think about, right? Because it's fascinating to me. You ever, does Edgar Casey talk about the solar body at all, Dan? I don't remember. No, mostly. When does he speak about this? Usually, when he's talking about uh, uh, channel going into, uh, he calls it the higher self. That's really what he, you know. If anything that they discuss, it's just you know trying to channel your higher self. Or trying to reach the Akashic records and stuff like that. Um, yeah, a little bit, but not. It's not. It doesn't get all as crazy as what you're describing. These these cats in the chat room are saying I'm ranting. Am I ranting again? I need to shut up. I guess. I don't. I can't pay attention to the chat room. Don't watch the chat. It's don't a distraction. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> No, I love you guys. I'm just playing. They love it when I rant. I'm not ranting. These are the things that I that I think about, right? The solar body, right? The physical, vital, astral, mental, and casual bodies that are created through the beginning stages of alchemy and tantra that provide a basis for our existence. That's a lot of stuff. Though, it is, know? man. Why can't we just keep it simple? It's not simple. <laughs> Life isn't simple. Yeah. Uh, 
Here's, uh, take it a little else. bit at a time, Kyle. Let's see what somebody else has got to say on this, because I'm tired of hearing myself people, rant. People love to freaking overwhelm themselves. 406 area code, you're on the nuts. air. Who are we speaking with? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Who, who is yep. this? Who is this? It's Kat. Hey, Kat. How are you? I'm doing okay. I wanted to uh, call because um, when you had Nikki on, it kind of reminded me of uh, a relationship I had a long time ago. Oh, yeah? But I wanted to share a little bit about that because uh, he was in a coma at one time. Okay. And so anyways, I had this boyfriend a long time ago, and, um, you know, he was all about trying to do the right thing and being as pure as possible. I mean, really good looking in the face, hair, I mean, perfectionist about uh, his body, went to the gym a lot, didn't have an ounce of fat on him. Every single muscle was just perfectly formed. He was into uh, herbs, uh, Chinese herbs. I mean, everything was just about purity, purity, purity. And, yeah. And I'm sure that a lot of, uh, you know, women would thought, wow, you know, that's, the ultimate man, right? And but the thing about him is that he always had this sadness about him, uh-huh. and he just was he wasn't happy. And I finally was like, what what is going on here? And then he told me how he was in a coma once. He, he was real young. I think he was teens, late teens, early twenties, and that he was in a coma. He got in a wreck, and he was in a coma for like two weeks, and. um I guess his mom was always praying. He could, he knew his mom was praying for him to come back. And um, he didn't want to come back, but he said that, you know, he could feel her energy bringing him back. So he finally got out of the coma and, you know, she was very happy. And um, of course he lived, but he said that it was so wonderful on the other side. And he was, at peace, and uh, he, he couldn't describe really what it was like other than he was just pure joy, happiness. And then he said he was just very mad that he had to come back, and he'd never gotten over that. Really? And so not only was, not only was he unhappy, but he was, had an anger to him because now he had to live in this world knowing what it was like to be on that other side being happy and even though he continued to pursue being a a pure person he was never happy and I it was very hard to be with someone like that because I didn't understand about you know the matrix and you know the world the way it is you broke up with him didn't you Kat you said I can't you're bringing me down dude I'm out is that what you did Kind of, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I moved out of the area. I kind of moved out of the area, but I mean, I, I always feel bad because, I mean, like he, if you saw him and you thought, oh, this is just like the perfect man and everything, right? But, I mean, I couldn't understand. Now, after listening to so many people, and you've heard too, people life after death yeah. and given their, yeah, you, we, we know. We kind of, okay, yeah, I can kind of get it. Even though I've never experienced that, I can got it, kind of get it, so... I kind of heard that a little bit in Nikki's voice, but that same kind of sadness. She didn't say anything like that, but I, it just triggered that. I remembered that. And it's like, yeah, well, she said she didn't want to leave. You remember that? 
She said she didn't. Oh, okay, right. Well, right. you know, to be honest with you, I don't remember if she said it when I called her before the show or if she said it when I talked. But she said that she did not want to come back. She just, at, at first, but she kind of knew that she had to at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I can mm-hmm. I can see that. I mean, but look, like Dennis says in the chat room, and that's where I was going with this next, is life is a beautiful thing, too. Life is half of the equation. You you. If you want to learn how to do these things, then you got to study it and practice it. But you also got to, you know, go out and have dinner and experience life. And just don't give in to the, the awe and fascination all the time. And I'm going to tell you something else, too. I think you're right, Kat. The Samael Unvior guy, he was a great Gnostic, and he taught a lot of cool things. But I've watched some of his old interviews, and he really he seemed like an angry fella. He, he didn't smile much. Makes you wonder, doesn't yeah. it? Well, I kind of wish that he could have learned what, you know, some of the arts now of like remote viewing or learning how to get out of the body. Um, so maybe he could have gone back to that realm, uh, you know, in another dimension through other means, you know, meditation and all that. Um, because when I meditate, I mean, I know what it's like to see to feel that joy and that happiness. Once I'm really still at mind, I know what that feels like. It's wonderful. Um, but then you have to come back in the real world and then, and yeah, you're right. There's, I can experience joys different times throughout the day, mm-hmm. you know, and, and be in that peace. But then I also have to experience, uh, you know, it's like all of a sudden, Oh, the rain comes, you know, the dark wah, wah, wah sound comes. Um, it's, you know, it's a real balance. But anyways, I just wanted to show that because it kind of triggered. I remembered, you know, being with that person and going, oh, gosh, I know what that person was going through. And um, it must be rough. Must well, be that's rough. a cool story, right? At least you you got to date a, the perfect man that seemed perfect, right, perceptionally. And then, uh, he had a, yeah, and he had a, I guess, a near-death experience and was miserable ever since. That is kind of sad, too, though, right? You don't want to. I know. I mean, look, right? I'm sure you cared about the guy. And I've been in that situation where you care about somebody and maybe they're perfect for you, but they just aren't happy. And no matter what you do, they're not going to be happy. I mean, I don't blame you. You got to get out of that situation. Yeah. I mean, um you got to they would have to come to an awakening. Yeah, yeah they're, they're obsessed with it a little bit, right? Maybe well, obsessed. Well, yeah, they have, to, they have to come to an awakening that they understand that they're torturing themselves. They have to come to an awakening exactly. that it's actually taking away their happiness. They got to come to an awakening mm-hmm. that they had, that there's a better way of living. Right and on. until they accept that, they won't, they'll stay right where they are. And... Is that is that guy still around? Do you know? I don't know. This was a long time ago. It's interesting to think that you know you could be doing everything right, eating right, exercising right. I mean, just you're really, really healthy on the outside, but yet that doesn't always compute to being healthy on the inside. Yeah. Right. Because he's torturing himself, so it's almost like he's doing countermeasures. You know, (laughs) he's like he's doing everything on the outside to to take care of what's going on with the internal battle on the inside. 
And, and then you so, forget that yeah. you got, does he have kids or anything? He didn't at that time, no. Yeah, that's another thing, man, but, that, I, that I think about, too, when I, you know, when I don't spend too much time studying and reading or trying to figure this stuff out. I got a kid over here that needs somebody to raise him, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to, you got to participate in life. That's for sure. Yeah, because that's definitely part of your dharma, as they would say, you know, so that's part of your dharma you have to. But I also think it must be pretty awesome on that other side for right. people to be that sad. <laughs> right. Yeah. So that's something good to look forward to if you get to go on the other side and you experience that, not become a ghost, <laughs> an right happy on. ghost. Well, it's good to hear you call in. I haven't talked to you in a while. Kat, thanks for calling. Yeah. All right. Good night. Take care. And I think that we have Sammy on the line as well. Sammy, is that you? Yes. How are you, Joe? Hi, Ben. I I figured you'd want to chime in on this. Hey, Sammy. Hey. Well, I just have a few basic layman terms, basically, for every human being out there that's trying to understand this, first of all, if they would just realize that the only reason why this seems so difficult is because they've been taught over and over again what they can and cannot do. And if they could just let that go and start over, kind of find themselves at a square one for them, as if no one ever told them this is impossible and, and thinking you're crazy, and forget all about that and realize they go within and start there. That's their square one and kind of work their way out. They'll learn to discover, rediscover some things about themselves. Right. But if this is an uh, uh, just a simple example is this. A child that's raised in another country that unless they have a ton of money would never learn English language are only taught one language, and that's the only language they live with, they learn with, and they they live their lives with. Why? Because that's all they've been told they can do. That's what we're doing in this kind of realm. Well, you're here because you've had your own experience, right? And you've told us about it. You've had had your own experiences when you were a child, and you still have experiences to this day, right? I know Cat Cat does too, but there. It's, I mean, everybody's. Oh, yeah. You guys are right, but like Joseph K is saying in the chat rooms, Zen. You can make things as simple as you want to, but you can make things as complicated as you want to. But everybody knows that life can get complicated. If you've ever, if you actually lived on the earth, you know that it can get complicated, and sometimes it ain't so easy we've to make been, things simple. We've been taught to have. We've been taught to have a specific thought process. Mm -hmm. And when we step out of line of that, we're taught that's an absolute no-no. And nothing works if you do that. Well, that's a lie. If you you can't grasp the intellectual beings that have written all of these books, the gurus, anybody and everybody who's had enough experience to actually live that and fulfill that life, in that way, in this form, and you can't grasp that, step back, recall some of the things that you felt as a child in your heart and soul that filled joy, you fulfilled some kind of joy. Start back there. 
start feeling that feeling and start exploring who you really are because at some point you're going to notice the, the simple things when you put your phone down, when you put your all the electronics off. If you start living in a world, even if it's only for one day a week or a few hours a day or whatever it is, start to allow the things around you to happen on their own, enjoy the peace and quiet, just some people live in a world right now where they don't have that and we're constantly pelted. So if they could just start back with just a good old-fashioned, even if you just sit in a field somewhere or in a quiet place, find a rooftop, find some place just to sit. And at some point, start to realize because I'm going to tell you this, okay, when I was young, I was very angry. And for some of those same Me reasons that have been mentioned tonight, well, you know, I always thought part of that was my upbringing and the things that happened to me. But you know something? I think uh, the very first time I had my, uh, my near-death experience when I did die, all I was told was you must go back. And I was basically, like, casted right back into my body. I mean... So suddenly, and never an explanation, I never got to discover any anything about why I was even here or what that even meant. Because, you know, at four, you don't get that anyway. But the rest of my life, till I hit my 30s, I was a pretty angry person. I mean, like, totally, totally angry. <laughs> did you, what, what did you do? Like, I, when I was a kid... Uh, <laughs> I've done. You guys already told. I already talked to you guys about the bomb I made. Uh, that wasn't to hurt anybody. But when I was in the third grade, I, got into, I tried to set I, my bus on fire. I got, oh, see now I had a I little really brother angry. that went through that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, I got into as a child. I got into a lot of fist fights at school. I mean, a lot. Not and, you. And thought they were going to fight me. I was like, oh, really? I mean, I would drop. I wouldn't stop till I drew blood. I was so angry. And finally at 10, I had a uh, coach take me to the side, and he said, this is what we need to do because I'm noticing something ain't right here. And he taught me how to lift weights, and I ended up becoming a weightlifter. I um, wrestled in junior high for the high school. <laughs> I mean, I, he said you have to have a way to get this out of your system, this anger you have, and this is how you're going to do it. And thank God for him because I don't know where I would have ended up. Do you find that that stuff is being honest with yourself has helped you to be able to travel spiritually, like astral travel and do oh, yeah. dream yoga and meditate and all of these things? Yeah, because for me... A lot of things when I have that question, if people have that question in their mind, instead of looking outward for the answer, if they would just sit and relax in a moment of peace and quiet to themselves and even ask themselves that question, they don't even have to literally meditate because that's not even a, it's as as simple as sitting and having one moment of silence to yourself. When you can stretch that moment for as long as possible, that's where you get into that meditation and you don't even realize that's what you're doing. But you ask yourself these questions and at some point, your higher self will give you the answer and you're not going to realize 
that's where it's coming from. If you're not in, in touch with that, but you're going to get your answer. It will continue to show itself day after day until you get it. Well, thank you for calling. I appreciate that, Sammy. Thanks for listening. You're welcome. Have a good night. Putting us in check. You too. Don't work too hard. <laughs> Bye. Right, bye-bye. No, I don't. <clears throat> and so everybody's got their own experience, uh, their own uh, dealings with this. Yet, I can look at the the trends and the Google trends and the Twitter trends, and I study the market when it comes to the paranormal field, and everybody is trying to learn how to do this stuff. Well, I wouldn't say everybody, but a lot of people are trying to learn how to do these things. And I'm really glad that some of you have perf- have learned to perfect things about yourself. But there are people out there that haven't. Now, some of you make a lot of good points, I think. How are you going you want to astral travel and you want to you know become interdimensional like all the books and stuff you read, but yet you can't even handle your own physical world. You can't learn to relax. You can't learn to live your life. Those are all good points. But the specific thing I wanted to talk about tonight is, is what the mystery teachings taught. What they really taught amongst all of the schools. And that if we should actually try to do these things. That's all. No life lessons here. No, no, you know, getting the answers to life or trying to make things simple or complicated, but how to actually do this stuff. And I think when we learn that the reason why a lot of us struggle with it is because we have to deal with a lot of things in the real world. I think a lot of you can already feel the retraction right now. You don't want to do that. It's just forget about all this stuff and all these different teachings that they taught. Because what do they know? They they did it, right? But I don't want to go through all that. I want to push a button and launch out of my body. It don't work like that. Not for everybody. Not for the majority of people. Jason Quitt pretty much told us that. And I kind of believe him. You are a simple person if you perceive it. But you're also complex. It's It's polarity here. We can go back to that hermetic principle. You do have a physical body, a vital body. You have an astral body. You have a mental body and a causal body. You're in a constant state of alchemy right now, whether you choose to accept it or not. This is why some of these people are wanting to get off this train right now, like what Kat was talking about. They don't want to deal with this anymore. Some people have tapped into it and they chose to accept it, and so they used Tantra, alchemy, Some people have used meditation. But this energy is the basis of our existence. And it's in all corresponding levels of nature, not just humans. And that's something Gordon White talked about. And I'd like to get him back on the program to talk about that. But just as we have physical bodies in this world and we've got to deal with things, these other bodies that we have are also vehicles for us to create what we call this Christic energy. And I wanted to talk about this because this is the holiday we're in. We see our subconscious likes the Christmas trees. Our subconscious loves the uh, 
the ornaments and it loves Santa Claus and the presents and and the story of Christmas. But there's a super deep meaning to it that you don't have to run from just because it wasn't what you thought it was. And they taught that you receive your lunar body from nature, that it's not a bad thing, it's just part of being alive. But it's also known as the wedding garment in the Bible, the Merkaba. They called it many different things. Christianity calls it the wedding garment. Kabbalah calls it the Merkaba. In Greek, they called it, I think it was Soma, Heliacon, something like that. The Egyptians called it the Sahu. All these are masters of the White Lodge, according to some of the people we talked to. Daniel Joseph discussed the White Lodge. And if you guys want to check out Daniel Joseph, he's having an archangelic uh, session here. I'll put it up on Facebook and think you should check that out. But the angels, the archangels, the thrones, the seraphim, all of these people are looking after you. All of these things are a part of you, too. But they're also garbed with the solar body. They're aware. Some of you have got all the answers. You don't need to hear the stuff. You know what it is. But some of you don't. Some of you want to study these things. I know. I get your messages. I'm not, I'm not uh, a teacher. I'm just a student just like you are. But in all of these teachings that's what they teach it's about the solar body only someone who passes that being in an authentic human being that's when you become a real human when you become totally aware it's in buddhism it's in christianity it's in everything and so this goes back to the show we had about religion and science it's two sides of the same coin that's what real religion was about So you could learn to do these things. And I think uh, if you read Robert Monroe's book, and when he journaled about all of these things that they talk about in the occult, and this is what really like frustrated me, that all these things they talk about in the occult, Robert Monroe dealt with, but he didn't know what to call them. And he damn sure didn't want to be labeled an occultist or anything like that. But I think if he would have knew some of these things, it would have answered a lot of his questions also. From a scientific point of view, I think if these occultists would have, you know, practiced some of the same methods that Robert Monroe did instead of just giving in to their, I guess you could say, mystery dogma, they would have learned from him. But the biggest point of the whole thing here as far as on a mystic level is how are these things being used against us and who's using them against us? I've talked to countless Freemasons that have no idea. They they know what Yachin and Boaz are. They know kind of what the words mean. They know all the rituals. And they also know that a lot of you think that they're trying to take over the world and they laugh at you because you believe that. But I think the funny thing is, is they don't know why they're practicing those rituals because in the internal realms, they're going to run into these things. The Gnostics also wrote a book about astrology, and it wasn't, hey, I'm a Pisces, and this is what I do, and, uh, you know, I like to wear these colors, and I'm not supposed to date this person. It wasn't about that at all. It was about 
traveling worlds. And then when you got to certain planets or star systems, you would greet these angels and you would have to know the passwords, the passwords that the Masons learned. You would have to know the mantras so that you could enter these realms. Nikki called in earlier and said that she traveled into a realm, the realm of what was his name, Dan? Belteshazzar. Didn't you know something about that? We talked about it during break. Yeah, the Babylonian king, Belshazzar. Let's say you travel into that realm and you have no idea what some of that person's symbols are or passwords or whatever. You're out of your element. Now, Robert Monroe talks about that, how he got kicked out of certain places that he would astral travel to. And some of the entities didn't want to even get near him because they didn't want his whatever it had. It's almost like they treated him as if he had an unconscious disease that they didn't want to be a part of. He was even surrounded in some of the worlds he visited and promptly thrown out. Well, that's freaky, man. I mean, are we as much as all of the, I guess from a sky view, if you look from a satellite view, you look at all the little ants on earth and everybody, 70% of them know everything about everything. But yet, when a few of them go around and travel, these interdimensional realms are getting thrown out because they don't know crap. And the trick of it is, I think, is what Sammy and what Catalina are talking about is understanding how to live our lives the right way, how to communicate with energies the right way, treat life correctly, treat each other correctly. And then that in turn, as part of a dream yoga. Why? Because it's cause and effect. What you do here has an effect in the astral realm. Also, and vice versa, what you do in the astral realm has an effect of what happens here. That's all magic really is. True magic. If you want practical results. And I've even got frustrated talking to these guys, thinking, hey, let's learn magic, right? Let's talk about magic. And what do they, what do they tell you? especially chaos magicians, but has no practical purpose on this life. Why do I care? Really? So you're learning some deep occult secrets here, buddy. You're learning how to get things to, to manifest and happen in your life using sigil magic and other tantra energies. Some of them are even masturbating, right? They're doing these things to, to manifest whatever they want in their life. Without any cause or concern of what happens in the astral realm, which in turn affects this planet and affects all of us. It also in turn affects how all these other entities and interdimensional beings view us. So yeah, maybe Nikki's right. Maybe we got some waking up to do. Or just, you know, we don't have to think about it. We can just go back and talk about aliens which we'll do that too but i think it's funny that you're going to find that most of these occultists when they really got deep into things what did they run into what did alistair crowley run into an alien this being looked like the lamb it's a wonder why they don't come down here land on our damn lawn right they don't like the coffee they don't like the coffee. That's probably the least of what they don't like. We're down here blowing sh- crap up. 
killing each other. How many millions of people do we kill just to end a war? And I'm thinking, man, all these other beings, they're probably, they don't even deal with this kind of crap. But it's well, too, it's, it's in the 2000s, though, man. We're, we're being, see, this is, uh, I finally understood, again, what John Anthony West was saying about progress and why he was so frustrated. But John Anthony West wasn't a guy that hated life. He loved his life. He wasn't afraid to say anything to anybody. Doesn't matter if he was sitting in front of a crowd of people, and I miss him, and I miss people like him, and I miss people like Jim Mars. So we don't have that in these communities yet, but it's starting to happen. Some of them are, are coming back into the fold. I think Ryan Gable's one of those people. Have you noticed, they won't even let him into some conferences. They're afraid of what he's going to say. I don't think I would even care about the state of... i got to be totally honest with you. I don't think I would care about the state of humanity or this planet. And I asked Nikki that. I just want to live my life and do my own thing like the rest of you. I don't think I would even care until you love something more than yourself. And that's a gift, man. When you have a child and you finally learn to love something more than yourself, not just pretend to love something more than yourself, you just really do. Then you start to wake up a little bit. I think that's why they say a child is a gift. It's the largest gift. But I'm not a Gnostic. I just got a text message. said, Joe, are you a Gnostic? No, I'm not a Gnostic. I'm just saying that they looked... They were one of the societies that looked for the parallels and all of, all of the different things. That's it. But you have guys in the spiritual community. Some of you listening have bought these, you know, John of God crystals. And I, and I read a story about what this guy can do. I think this guy can do as much as it seems like all a big coincidence. I think this guy has a little bit of power that he tapped in and learned how to do this stuff. Just like we talked about last night, maybe use some mental gymnastics on some people and got a large following. And then now that he's busted because, you know, people aren't getting what they want from him. But now that he's busted, he starts to do a little black magic. Freaks everybody out because can't really do anything, but he's still going to end up in a cage. I will... I've I've thought about interviewing a black magician just for the sake of entertainment, right? Like, you know, every radio show has had the Satanist on or a black magician or somebody just because it's entertaining to hear their point of view. I got to tell you, I don't want to talk to him. I don't want nothing to do with him. Don't want to talk to him. Don't think it's entertaining. It's not worth it. Because they're the most selfish people in the world. They learn these mysteries. They learn all of this esoteric stuff. And because of them, they're the ones, the reason why everybody's scared to even look into it. Because of what they do in the world. How many people have been arrested for pedophilia in the past year? Do you even know how many people have been arrested for it? And most of them are priests. People that are using symbolism for power. Well, black magic is a fallacy. I don't I don't think so. I think it's very real. But if I had to sum up tonight's thing, and I didn't want to talk about black magic, 
this happens on the show quite a bit. I didn't want to go down this road. I wanted to talk just about how to get past this one little part, part of ourselves. This one little small part of ourselves called the lunar body. The lunar body, our dream self. So we can just learn how to use it better. So we can transfer from dream state to more aware, to lucid, to astral travel or astral projection. And then when we, we become even better, we can astral travel into other realms. And it's cool, man. People like Thomas Campbell, William Buellman. They can do these things. They can travel to other worlds. They've been there. And everybody wants to know their methods. Send me the methods, right? Just tell me how you did it. But nobody wants to sit down and spend some time with these people and see how they really are in the real world. They're awesome people, man. And that reflects in the astral world. And so I think they've been given the opportunity to do these things. Self-observation is all I'm talking about here. This is a part of dream yoga. It's just an exercise of attention. Something that we learn to do to where we become an indifferent observer of one's of our own, I guess, psychological crap. True self-observation. That's it. Just do it a little bit each day. It's just an act. It's just a work of directed attention. That's all it is. Without the interference of your thoughts. Let the thoughts come, let them go, but observe yourself. And we can direct our attention intentionally into our inner selves. That's, that's not really passive attention. That's real intention into our inner selves, right? You got to have an observer. Somebody texted me that a little while ago, Dan. Let's see. Quantum dreaming is what they called it. course you need to be an observer in order to you need to be observed in order to exist yeah same thing thomas campbell talks about so i love it all and tomorrow night when we do our show i'm going to bring back a very very old friend i think some of you are going to recognize his voice and we're going to go into just how some of the stuff is being used against you that's all you don't have to fight it. You don't have to raise hell against, uh, I guess, Monsanto or something. Just know that it's there. Because once you become observant and you know that all these people are doing these things through Hollywood, through music, it's definitely in music, through movies. Some of it's just basic psychology. It ain't even magic. They've even gotten real dirty on you. It's just you can't even get past that. And then we're going to talk about that. And then we're going to talk about the real deep, deep, dark magic in Hollywood that's there and not to get negative or be negative but just to be aware of it so we know where we stand so we know how to wake up and only for those that care about that and for the people that don't care about waking up and they just want to talk about conspiracies and aliens and they don't care about what the reason why the Gnostics called Jesus Christ the master They didn't really call him God. They called him the master, the guy that figured out all this stuff. Where do you think they learned it from? If you're not interested in that, then don't tune in. We'll get back on aliens soon enough because it all comes. It's all a part of the same thing. 
But uh, I am a little bit angry at this. Uh, I'll be honest with you. At this John of God character, I just. This is what's wrong with our community, guys. This is why when we go to conferences. We want to put our faith and trust in these people that are guiding us and selling us all these items. And they put they give the people that are actually there to do good things a bad name. Once you learn about a guy like this, who's going to trust another guy that sells big fat crystals? Who's trying to teach you spiritual stuff? Should be pissed off about it. This guy gives Jason Quid a bad name. He gives other people a bad name. Radio hosts that are just doing these shows just to, you know, get popular, but they're trying to tell you they're spiritual and awoke. They don't care about that stuff. They just want more listeners. They're giving real seekers a bad name. Authors that are out there just to sell books are giving true authors a bad name. And black magicians that are in the mystery schools doing black magic that learned all of this stuff that went through every little bit of all of these teachings, the practices, and everything that they've done just for their own gratification so they can have their own things and be super selfish and trick people are giving the other people that are trying to do good things for this planet a bad name. And that is the spiritual war that we're in. We're also in a spiritual war with ourselves every single day. Because that's something I think we got to remember. We like pointing our finger at these people like I'm doing right now. But these people are just a part of us. They represent. You're not better than they are. You're not more special than they are. You're not a better person. These people are your brother, your brothers and sisters, according to Christ. They represent everything you hate about your own nature. We all have the capability of doing these things. We just choose not to. I want to play. I want to eat food, man. I want to live my life. Like, I just want to eat food, watch a sunset, go surf and play a little golf. Maybe astral travel a little bit and learn to, uh, you know, progress through the universe. But it's, I got to tell you, it's that simple. That's how simple it is for me. But it's super frustrating because everything is tainted. I don't even want to get into the government and the mind control stuff, even though we have to. But it's all tainted. You know who taught me all this? Dan Lopez. That's who taught me all this. <laughs> That's what this whole rant was about. To let you know that Dan Lopez has taught me all of this stuff. Every little thing I said tonight was all from Dan. No, I just yeah. <laughs> don't believe the hype. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on. I mean, uh, you know, when I started doing this network, you know how many people wanted to, uh, wanted me to get rid of Ryan Gable? You know, I'm, I haven't even told Ryan people were frustrated with him, mad at him. They didn't like what he was talking about. They didn't, they didn't want to hear it. It's totally the opposite now because people are starting to realize a lot of the stuff he says is true. Like, uh, people talk crap about Hollywood stars. You know, have you ever sat down and talked with one? I have, they're just people, man. They're all, we're all on our own paths, but yeah, it's a fight. 
and we the Fringe FM, that's what we're going to do. We have to sustain the network, but this thing isn't, a, isn't a, just about growing a business. There's more to it than that. But I think all of you here, you're here for a reason. I mean, you helped, every one of you have helped this show along the way. Every single one of you have helped in some form or fashion. So I think that there's a responsibility to keep this going. We got to keep doing this, man. And if we get answers, great. If we don't, fine. But at least we tried, man. We came, we saw, we tried. We did the best we could while we were in this place, damn it. We had a little fun. We learned some stuff. But you never know. We might break ground here. I'll take a chance on some of these people that call in. You know how many people call in and tell me that they want to tell their story online and I have to call them and screen through them to see if they're legit or not? You got to you gotta give some of these people a chance. They might be real. They might be legit. Everybody wants to bring back Art Bell and I miss Art Bell. That's the one thing that he did. It wasn't, he was willing to take a chance on people. But now everybody knows so much, they're not willing to take a chance on anybody because they just know it all. What's the point? Curiosity is what we need to bring back, I think. And I'm so damn sorry that I ranted all night, that I woke you up for this, Dan, just to rant all night. I'll never do that again to you, brother. Never. Okay. Never. But we will be back tomorrow night. I don't want to tell you who's coming on the show because it's going to be a surprise. Surprise! Surprise! (laughs) But I do have to say that this show was produced by the Fringe FM and cannot be rebroadcasted or syndicated without written permission. And music was by Kronos. Who else? Bundy. Carbon-based life forms. Space Station and Kevin McLeod. If you're listening live, stay tuned for The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. We'll see you guys tomorrow night. Good night. staff. Listener discretion is advised. We told you weeknights on the Fringe FM are now even better. And we mean it. Do it live! Where else can you hear the best shows and the best talent? Kick off your evening with our newest host, Alex Exum, live at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 Eastern. Hang out with me, Joe Roop, on Lighting the Void at 9 Pacific, Midnight Eastern. Ryan Gable expands your mind on the secret teachings at Midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. Eastern. We're bringing the heat every single night. Fire it up. The Fringe FM. Yahoy there. This is Gigi from Shift Happens. And holy shit, you're listening to KTLK, The Fringe FM. Hey, hey, don't you dare turn that stand.